could Voldemort be Petunia and Lily's father? Yeah, maybe. But that whole connection Ooh, thing just still feels their weird. Father. Well, age wise, that's who the only thing that would make him? sense. Ew. You were the one who said he was hot. So this is true. And <laughs> <laughs> last movie, you, Voldemort was kind of good looking. Good looking. And this is coming from a Hermione, so you know, like let alone those who lean evil. Um, Wait, what? Because you guys are Hermiones, you know. Oh. Um, <laughs> But like, well, think Our of all the evil falling. people out there in yeah. the world. And crazy think about hair, I guess. Mrs. <laughs> Malfoy, you know? Yeah. The the uh, that woman who was going to Azkaban, like yelling in the trial. <laughs> These are people who'd be totally down with some Voldemort. <laughs> one on one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh boy. Um. Anyways, I'm just trying to think of how there could be a connection <laughs> that goes deeper with Voldemort and the Potters, but I. There's not enough to come up with anything substantial. I know there has to be something. But there something is a connection, like and that's why I think it's two way. Okay, I have a few introductory introductory questions for you guys, um, but mainly I want to know how you guys like these first three chapters. I did like it. Um, it got to the action really quickly, which was great, um, and I can already tell that she's writing details, getting like into the thick of it. So I, I'm going to uh, really enjoy this book for sure. Huh? There's, a, I uh, heard this the other day. I, I don't know if I told you guys this too. I heard this the other day that she's not a good world builder. Um, hmm. And this is the book where she starts building the world out a lot more. Hmm. And I, I actually kind of agree with that. I don't think she's a great world builder. I think she's a great storyteller. Like there are people who build worlds yep. like um, the author of Dune. I tried to read that and it's, I can't do it. It's not a good story, I think, mm. at least. It's a, the most incredible world building I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, I have someone who read all of them who's telling me about it, and it's the best world building I've probably ever even heard about. Mm. And But I'm like, the storytelling is really bad. I, th- I feel like J.K. Mm. Rowling is a good storyteller. Maybe not a great world builder, but in this book, I think she builds the world out really, really well. Mm. So we'll see. Jen, how did you like the beginning of this book? Uh, I thought it was decent. It wasn't like... Um the previous book, though, that one was just like dropping a lot of information that you could like try to guess where characters were coming from. Um, it was entertaining enough, I guess. Um, you guys, do you guys know what the Order of the Phoenix is now? <laughs> now, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but still not really. But I know that I was wrong about what I thought it was. Yeah. Because it's a group of people, um, I mean, an organization. In the thirty theories that you threw. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was right now. But it wasn't like the top of my mind. Yeah. Um, but we don't know anything more. All we know is that it exists and it has a physical location in London, um, and it seems to be like a group of people that are loyal to Harry or Dumbledore or against the ministry we still don't really know but like some kind of rebellion crew but they've been around a while um so i don't know so who started this thing right. uh yeah maybe i don't remember <laughs> is that your theory i feel like jan always just throws it in at random points i was right about that all right <laughs> you I was. pretty much were about half the stuff because <laughs> that's my competitive side so <laughs> um okay i liked your theory better I like the order of like 
the power of the feather from Fox the Phoenix. Well, it also still could yeah. be something like that. Like, why did they call themselves the Order of hmm. the Phoenix? Yeah. Is this all about Fox? Is this before Fox? How many other phoenixes are there out there? Um, and who started this thing? But In my it- head, it was the uh, the Marauders that started this because of the whole map thing just feels like it'd be like right in line with like, let's start a secret organization that can fight for I good. I feel like it mm. would have to be older than them. I'll, that sounds awesome. I would love for it to be older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not so convinced, but it could I be. think, well, I was also wondering like what are characteristics of a Phoenix, right? Was it like bravery or like they heal, they mm. put, um, what else was there? What do they do, phoenixes? Because then that is probably why they named it the Order of the Phoenix. Like mm. they're going out against, hmm. they're brave and they're going to heal the land. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's um about the nature of the organization that it rises from the ashes of itself right. when it's needed, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it disbands when it's no longer needed. Hmm. And maybe after Voldemort fell. It disbanded, and now, like a phoenix, it is coming back together to rise again. The order is reassembling to I fight like Voldemort that. again. Well, maybe. Um, to start us off, also, we just talked about this because Jen gave her spelling. But who, who do you think sent the note? Remember my last, and what do you think it actually means? Hmm. Hmm. Give me your leading theories. Maybe it's their mother, Lily and Petunia's mother. Hmm. Hmm. What would it mean in that case? Is Petunia? I don't know who's older, Lily or Petunia. Do we know that? I don't think we know that yet. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Petunia is older and Lily was younger, and it's just remember my last. Like you're supposed to take care of your younger sister right. while I'm gone, hmm. or I've passed away. But then when I thought it was Trelawney, I mm. was thinking that um, Petunia maybe is a squib or something and like did go to Hogwarts and had Professor Trelawney and it was some kind of bigger, um, was it premonition or whatever for the, div- you know, like how she sees. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was something larger, and that was just a line from that potential future horrible thing that was mm. going to happen. Dang. Okay. Mm. Involved. So, I like that. And so, yeah, remember my last Petunia. So, because she was so drastically changing her mind, like, nope, we have to keep Harry. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of jaw-dropping moments in these chapters, too, when Petunia knows that what Dementors are, and oh, she yeah. says yeah. that, you're like, what? Wait a second. So, right, because we had a discussion, like, were Lily's parent, like, was the family, were they mm-hmm. muggles or were they witches and wizards? Yeah, we, and we still don't really know, but we got more hints in these chapters about Lily being a muggle. Mm-hmm. So... Lily being a muggle, I didn't get those. Uh, I forget. When we're going through the specifics, we huh. might get to it. Um, but I thought this was Lily, and I thought it was Lily's, like, dying wish. Like, maybe before Lily went into hiding um, with the Fidelius, she was like, hey, Petunia, 
I don't ask for much, but if the worst should happen, take care of Harry. Mm. And and be, only because of the timing of when it came, it was like they were about to kick Harry out, right? And then the howler arrives, and then all of a sudden they're not. Then Petunia's like, he can stay. Yeah. So whatever this vibe is saying, Wait. protect Harry, I guess, or let keep, uh, I don't know, maybe. The only thing is a howler has to be from someone that's alive, right? So now Does that, it? I think so. Maybe Lily's had an owl this whole time that's just been flying circles around <laughs> holding a howler waiting for this moment. It's like a drone. It's been circling the house <laughs> yeah. for years, circling. for 13, 14, 15 years, right? For 16 years right now. Well, we haven't seen a howler come from someone dead before. No, it's yeah. true. And that that's a the weird part about this. And I feel like it, they this. record themselves. So now I'm thinking it can't be anyone dead. Interesting. Which why Trelawney sticks better now. <laughs> mm. Um. I also thought for a second that it was like, remember my last, like my last message, my last letter. If it was someone who's alive, who like already has been in communication with Petunia. Um, but it feels like Petunia wants to keep this part of her life a secret, especially from Uncle Vern. Um, so it's weird for her to now be doing this in front of other people. Wait, but if it was remember my last like communication or letter, who was the last person who well, yeah, who and sent it. that's what I'm thinking. Like it would have to be in that case, probably someone alive or maybe again, it was a Lily thing where Lily had owls lined up and said like, Hey, if I don't return, something happens to me, send this letter. Mm. Um, I feel like that wouldn't be that hard to do. Even if you write a howler and give it to someone else to Dumbledore and say, Hey, Dumbledore, this is, you know, as a backup in case the worst should happen. These are my wishes. Um, send this over to Petunia. Let them know. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Well, we'll talk well, about this more be. in a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah, to the yeah. podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Sometimes I think I need to create testimonials for our subreddit. <laughs> we just had someone go on um, this week, actually, and say they're on the episode that I gave a pitch for our subreddit, and they're like, oh, I would never use subreddit. Come on. We have people specifically going on our subreddit who have never had Reddit accounts before, and they're just going on because they want to be part of this community. So please go join our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Go subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to be part of the, the uh, YouTube live discussions when we live stream this podcast um we have a lot of stuff going on <laughs> um if you want bookmarks if you want stickers email me at firsttimereaders at gmail.com i'll get those to you um free of charge i mean what's better than that but we are on order of the phoenix it is so fun this discussion just keeps getting better and better and uh join our little community because we are growing faster and faster every day and we are finding this community is the absolute best. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy as we start our Order of the Phoenix book review with the first time readers. Um, okay, let's start chapter one of Order of the Phoenix. Um, Dudley Demented. <laughs> Great chapter Great title. Great chapter title. <laughs> Give me a summary of this chapter. Well... Um, it's the intro chapter. Uh, Dudley is a bully 
and a boxer, apparently. Uh, Harry is getting really the bored. The noble and sport. Fancy. Yeah, <laughs> the noble sport. And then at some point, um, Dementors attack Harry and Dudley after they were kind of getting in a little bit of a brawl. Not quite a brawl, but they were tension was rising. And then all of a sudden, after the Dementors, Mrs. Fig comes out of nowhere. Dudley can hardly speak. And uh, it's just a weird moment of Dementors showing up and Harry fends them off and is surprised about Mrs. Fig and starts putting some of the weird pieces together. Mm. Your Mundungus Fletcher came back. <laughs> yeah, Mundungus. <laughs> Although, man, he's off on a bad start. <laughs> but I still kind of like him. But I'm like, I laughed oh, out goodness. loud at the last, li- or whenever it was, where Mrs. Fig was like, I'm going to kill yeah, Mundungus right. Fletcher. And I'm like, oh, I, like, I like this guy already. But yeah, as soon as it said, like she said something about cauldrons that fell off the back of a wagon. I'm like, he's a thief now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I do like this guy, but it's just funny. So Mundungus Fletcher was in the previous book as a quick mention. Did you notice that Arabella Fig was mentioned in the previous book? Yes. Did, did you connect that it was this Miss Fig? Yes. Um, so you previously did that in the Goblet of Fire? <clears throat> Oh, wait, wait. What do you mean in the Goblet of Fire? So in the Goblet of Fire, Arabella Fig is mentioned. Oh, Dumbledore says, go notify three people. Yes. Um, oh. I forgot who the first oh, one was. Oh, I forgot about uh, that. Arabella Fig oh. and Mundungus Fletcher. And you were like, oh, this Mundungus Fletcher guy. Mm-hmm. And you skipped over Arabella Yeah, you're Fig. right. No, no. I forgot that she was mentioned or I missed it. Yeah. But when it came up here, like... I only was connecting it to the first book. Yeah. Like Mrs. Fig with her cats yeah, yeah, and the yeah. boring place. I totally yes. forgot about but her name. Like the name oh, I had all that. these like weird theories about cats when she first came up. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, she was showing Harry the cats because all of those cats are really witches. Yeah. And she's trying to train Harry to be able to identify the witches in the world because they're all disguised as cats. And then I was like, and there were three of them. So maybe those are the other registered Animagus. And now <laughs> Harry knows who they are. And I was like, ah, forget it. She just has boring cats. <laughs> she's just a squib though. <laughs> yeah. She's very much like uh, her and uh, Filch could hit it off a great relationship. Oh, nice. Oh, You're so right. Oh, right. We could play matchmaker with them. Yeah. Um, that is very sweet. I think we should. Because it's Mrs. <laughs> Norris. What was her uh, cat's name? She sent Mr. Tibbles or... Yeah, um, something she, like that. She referenced like her cats, I think a couple times, but I kept thinking there were people like <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah, Tibbles yeah. or whatever. And I was like, is this like another neighbor or what? <laughs> She's texting all the neighbors and making them as cats. She's <laughs> like Moody made someone a weasel <laughs> um, or a ferret. Um, okay. The, this book starts off. It goes the hottest day of the summer so far was drawing to a close. And a drowsy silence lay over a large square house of Privet Drive. Um, the only person left outside was a teenage boy who was lying flat on his back in a flower bed outside number four. What do you guys think of Mrs. Fig? I like her. Yeah. She's but I'm a, I'm a little confused. About, well, I guess maybe it's more about the next chapter where she explains a little more. Um, but why she was so boring. She said she had to be that way because she didn't want the Dursleys knowing he was having a good time. But again, maybe it's just me. I always just want more communication. So I'm thinking instead, how about just tell Harry exactly what's up? Yeah. But then explain to him what the plan is. Like you have to pretend you hate this place. So the Dursleys keep sending you here. Um, And then he could see her more than once a year and think of all like the other things like she could have been his mentor. 
could have been the the Hagrid or maybe let Hagrid do the first introduction when he's 11. But then from then on, Harry should have a teammate, someone who's there that he knows he can go to with these things. He would have been going over there all the time. And they could have posed that's it as like chores. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Make it something like torture, you know, like, oh no, I have wow. to go over and do chores again, <laughs> not clean the litter box another time. And then Harry could be going over there all the time. The Dursleys think he's getting tortured. They don't have to deal with him. And he could be getting like side training, tutoring. Well, maybe she's not qualified to really tutor, mm. but at least <laughs> yeah. tell like him about the wizarding yeah. world um, because she knows a decent amount. She knows all the people. She's connected to Dumbledore, which also is the opposite of Voldemort. Voldemort wouldn't dare respect her as a wizard because she's a squib. So the fact that Dumbledore and these other wizards are like, hey, you have value. Mm. What? That she's a squib? No, that Voldemort. I mean, obviously, no, I'm just power. But like, yeah, what is just? I thought you just didn't like Muggleborn. It seems like he doesn't like Muggles. He doesn't like even wizards that were born to Muggles like him. Maybe we're still deciding. Um, yeah, so maybe I'm just, it just feels nice that a non-wizard is trusted as part of the inner circle. Um, do you think, uh, from Dumbledore, like you mean, yeah, I didn't even pick up on that at all. In Goblet of Fire, he goes, um, fudge or Dumbledore asked Sirius to alert the old crowd mentioning Lupin, Mundungus and Arabella Fig. So he mentions those three people. So you know Lupin, obviously. Mundungus Fletcher, you're like, oh, that's a cool name. And then Fig just goes right over your head. Yep. You're like, ah. Eh. Totally you know, That's like another it. old person, and you don't really realize that it's that's a neighbor Arabella Fig. It's pretty Jim cool. Jim Dale's accent for her is so great. Oh, yeah? It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is such a good voice uh, actor. Oh, my gosh. Um, What do you guys... This is, I'm going to ask you guys a lot of just impressions of characters at the moment. What do you think of Harry? Like at the beginning or the end of the chapter? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kind of throughout the whole thing. Because does he change that significantly? Mm, He's regressing. He's regressing. Yeah, I feel like he got less mature in the beginning of this. Really? Yeah, for whatever reason, it felt that way. Like the thing with... um, yeah, with Dudley at the beginning, he he just felt so like childish, I guess. Like I took it as a, he's angry. Yes, he's so angry, angry, and like he doesn't know how to process. I get that, you know. Like it's cool, and everything with Cedric, like maybe that he's not really processing. He doesn't. Well, it said at some point here that he was like trying not to think about it, and I'm thinking of Dumbledore's quote of like. You know, the stuff that you, if you avoid feeling it, it'll only get worse later when you do feel Mm it. Um, It just felt like he was angry and antsy and I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, you're getting communication from the people you trust, like Arthur Weasley and Sirius, I think. Right. So just sit tight, relax. Do you know how hard that is? I'm sure very (laughs) hard, but I think his reaction felt right for someone his age but i wanted him to like rise above that and and act like more than his age maybe um so i think i just found myself a little frustrated that he was so like i don't know how to describe it but even with the dursleys i'm just like can you just can you just not like now at this point in my mind i feel like he should be viewing 
like almost should be more prideful. Like he should be able to be like, wow, there's a lot going on. And the Dursleys just don't know. They don't know their lives are at risk. They don't yeah. know the world changed and they're mad at me because they're just stuck in their little worlds and that's fine, whatever. And they say things and it just rolls off, you know, and then he can go in his room, get locked up there, study, read your books and, and wait. A teenager boy is not doing no. that. No, I get it. But that's what I'm saying. He should, he's not a teenager like, anymore. He's he's fought the Dark Lord. He's he held a, a dying boy in his yeah, arms. But yeah, but mean. that's why he's reacting this uh, yes. way. He doesn't know how to process this. this. <laughs> and yeah, nobody's, nobody's helping him process. But no. I, want, I just want more out this of him. This is all new territory for him. He's got to learn. Yeah. And, and this definitely is coming the, out through anger. Yes, this is the way he's, he's learning. for fights. And I just feel I like that, maybe that's it's part of his journey. What you think it's accurate? I think, yeah, because I, I would so be annoyed too. Like yeah. I think I would be in a similar state where I'm just like so annoyed with everyone. I'm by myself mm-hmm. at the Dursleys. There's stuff going on. Why isn't anyone informing me? Hermione and Ron are like together doing some whatever right. thing, mm. and I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I'd be annoyed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Matt, it is one of the uh, stages of grief, right? Five stages anger. of grief. I think yeah. the second one is anger. Yeah. So maybe he's just processing through what. Uh, Happened? Second stage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just, Wait, is the first one sadness? Isn't it uh, denial? Denial. I yeah, think. I think it's denial. denial. Oh, anger. denial then anger. Okay. I used to have these memorized for work. Yeah. Oh. And something. Um, ex- acceptance is the last one. Depression yeah. is the fourth one. Yeah. I forgot what the third one is. Well, maybe we'll see all of them in this book. <laughs> there, it's a big book. Um, Sad. Yeah. Maybe I just like time to myself, mm-hmm. and it feels like that would be such a healthy thing if he did it the right way to take this. It's not that long, you know, like when did he get home from school? Like a month, he said he was at the Dursleys and at least the final week of that was, um, when he had already received the notice from the ministry and was locked in his room. So it was like three weeks that he's laying in hydrangeas, listening to the news. And then another week that he's he already knows he's just got to sit tight and wait. And then by August 12th, he knows he's got the hearing. So like a few weeks, I'm thinking this is the perfect time to decompress. Um, and it would not be fun. Don't get me wrong, but maybe it's just, I have a hard time picturing the anger. It felt misguided. Hmm. Oh, see, but if you guys, I'm thinking you're about like, my own personal, you're like, that makes experience. perfect sense. Um, yeah, I liked to push. I was angry a lot. Hmm. Like just things that people would say, hmm. they were totally justified, and I would I would just want to like go back at them, hmm. like you don't know, you don't understand, <laughs> like know? almost as a way of like self coddling because it makes you like feel a little better in that moment. Yeah, hmm. kind of. I just remember being being angry. Definitely went through the anger stage. For yeah. Sure. So I can hmm. I I related to him, and I was like, it's he doesn't know he's young. I was nineteen when I went through that, so he's fifteen. You know. Hmm. It's mm. a lot to process. Yeah. His anger is manifesting in different ways too. Did you ever want to just like pick out a fight with someone or were you ever like almost like instigating a fight? Because I think that's happened with me for certain things. Like I'll have gotten angry over something and I'm like, just like in a bad moment of like the fury <laughs> of my anger, mm-hmm. I'm just like, please come over to me right now. Please like do this so I could just get in a fight with you and like, you know, vent my anger <laughs> and frustration. It's probably pretty terrible to do that, but mm. yeah. Um, cause Harry's anger is manifesting in different ways for this kind of stuff. Like those are the moments I think a lot of his anger sometimes might be justified. Like I'm with you two on this. I think a lot of his anger is justified. If I was in his position, I'd probably be pretty angry too, but then it's manifesting in, I think pretty poor ways of 
he's just a jerk. Yeah. To the Dursleys, which I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of justified. Yeah. To Dudley, which is kind of justified. Mm-hmm. Um, but his true colors shown in a real, true mm-hmm. Dudley situation. Am I jumping? Ch- no. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like right. Him. Right. He saved Dudley. If he was really digging into that like mm. hatred and yeah. anger, he could have totally just left him mm-hmm. there and been like. Oops. And even deeper than that, how he? Yeah. How did he save Dudley? You guys remember? Patronus. How did he cast up the Patronus? What was the memory that he chose? Oh, oh we I thought of um, Hermione and Ron, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. As mm. angry and frustrated mm-hmm. as he was at them for not giving them notices, yeah. the way that he casts up true happiness is by thinking of their faces. Mm. So deep down, it's being propelled by love. His It's anger and frustration because they're not communicating with them. Mm-hmm. But that's the theme of this book. People don't <laughs> communicate. Crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone on chat just made an interesting note um, that mundungus the, is an actual word meaning stale, rancid tobacco. <laughs> Which <laughs> <What>? just fits. <laughs> oh, I feel like he would smell what he smells like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You that's get that image they, and you're like, he definitely smells like yeah, rancid that's tobacco. That's how they explained it yeah. in a way. <laughs> well, they definitely did, right? Did they yeah. say that? Yeah. I was just re listening to oh, that's it. Funny. Really? Yeah. That's when great. he comes back. This oh right in the next chapter it, um yeah it literally says like <laughs> stale tobacco and like that's funny oh my gosh something because that's funny oh when does he come back at the end of chapter one isn't it the beginning of chapter two or page 22 in my book does it say it like that it yep. explains there was a loud crack and a strong smell of mingled drink and stale tobacco <laughs> oh my gosh that's, that's a great hilarious. question that's great. awesome that's Nicely so funny done. um why do you think nothing has happened yet voldemort has risen to power or he has risen again not risen to power he's risen again why has he not done anything um newsworthy that would be too soon, I feel like. So is he amassing Gaming his followers strength now? strength and, mm. yeah. Also, I think he took a big hit from uh, Harry when they were dueling. <laughs> An emotional blow. Mm. Like everything. Maybe he's like reevaluating. Like, can, <laughs> if this kid, I get another time. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a red street right now, re- reevaluating his life. He's really <laughs> going to become good. He's going to turn to no. the good side. <laughs> Harry's going to walk into the Order of the Phoenix and Voldemort's going to be there. I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't mean it. He's on a retreat. (laughs) What kind of retreats do you go to? (laughs) Rehab. Maybe he's doing a rehab, not a retreat. (laughs) But this is is great writing, too, because the section that you were saying, um, he had moved about two inches when several things happened in very quick succession. A loud echoing crack broke the sleepy silence like a gunshot. A cat streaked out from under a parked car and flew out of sight. A shriek, a bellowed oath, and the sound of breaking china came from the Dursley's living room. And as though this was a signal Harry had been waiting for, he jumped to his feet. At the same time, pulling from the waistband of his jeans a thin wooden wand, as if he were unsheathing a sword. But before he could draw it up, uh, draw himself up to full height, the top of his head collided with the Dursley's open window. The resultant crash made Aunt Petunia scream even louder. So what... What has happened here, according to the book? What's the loud crack? 
Someone disapparating or apparating, I guess, the same noise. Mundungus. So, yeah. It's written later that it's Mundungus, yeah. Oh, that's not what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rehash the story. So, Mundungus is the one that caused the crack. He left. Smells like tobacco. The cat's under the car. Car. Runs away. Probably goes to a That was the one that, yeah, she was placing him there. Yeah. Mr. Tibbles, I think his name was. I keep forget. I think it was Mr. That Tibbles. sounds right. Yeah, maybe. And then is this when the Dementor is coming to Little Winging? Well, that's the part I don't fully understand. How they come then? Like it feels like the Dementors or Voldemort or someone they were watching the whole situation, waiting for their opportunity to get in. Mm. And then when Mundungus left, they were like, "Go." That that's how it felt to me. Um, Who's sending the dementors? Right. I don't know. Are they operating on their own? They don't quite seem like the type. Is it Voldemort? Part of me was like, is it like the Ministry of Magic that's annoyed with Harry? Wow. So they're sending out a dementor? I don't know. Like, kind of, uh, that wouldn't make sense. It's really harsh. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. Do you think Fudge Voldemort? would? Do you think Fudge would send out a dementor? Or would have I someone mean, else send out a Dementor? He definitely would. I wouldn't would. be surprised because he did that with um, Crouch Jr. Crouch Jr. Brought mm. a Dementor to murder him. Or he... Or he, capture his soul and bring him to Voldemort. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think that you're going to dislike Fudge or, you know, Snape or another character like. more than Voldemort? Like, is Voldemort high, highest on your list of person that you dislike? Or is there another person above that? And do you think that there could be another person above who you currently hate? I think there are going to be characters that are going to annoy the crap out of me more frequently through the, out the mm. chapters. So that way it probably would surpass Voldemort in a way because he's probably like in the background mm. doing his evil thing. Yeah, Voldemort does feel far away. Like Fudge really does annoy me right yeah. now. I'm so annoyed with him. So that's why I said that he yeah. sent. <laughs> he could be the one sending Dementors. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen a lot of trials now. Well, three of them, four of them, if you include uh, what was the uh, Buckbeak. Yeah. So Harry's trial does not fill me with the warm fuzzies of justice. Um, so I think oh. when we get to Harry's hearing, it's going to be very frustrating. Um, cause I just don't think of the ministry as being just, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be frustrated with, uh, fudge and other ministry officials. It seems so lame right now. <laughs> um, are you guys frustrated with Ron and Hermione right now? No, no, not really. Really? Like I wanted them to like give Harry a little bit more, but I didn't find Were myself they, annoyed at them. I they wrote him letters, right? Yeah, but they didn't include a lot of information. But it was like sit tight. Soon. Right. Are I they feel under like restrictions. That's yeah, right. I'm like they don't want to put stuff into the these letters. They could always be intercepted or so we keep hearing. Um so it just felt like they're doing what they're told. Like mm -hmm. they're not sending letters to Harry like on their own sneaking on the side. I get the idea that like Harry is the center of attention, especially by the end of chapter 3, mm -hmm. of all of the good guys. So anyone who's sending him a letter that's not just Ron in his room like, oh, yeah, Pigwidgeon, send this off. It's like getting his parents are reading it with him and saying, okay, you can say that. No, 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 cross that out. You can't write that. Mm -hmm. And like it feels like it's not 
it's not as simple as just friends writing letters anymore. But you, I think my thought was that Ron and Hermione are at this headquarters. Oh, okay. Sending letters from there because they're trying. People live at this place, you think? For yeah, temporary time. I was just picturing maybe. them at the borough, but. Um, but uh, that's why I don't. At first, I thought that's annoying, right? Oh, they're just hanging out. I'm like, oh, they're they're bonding with their their relationship is growing. I should say, mm. and like Mrs. Weasley loves Hermione, so she was <laughs> like, "You can stay with us, especially because mm. everything's going on. Your parents are clueless because they're muggles, blah blah blah." But then I thought, because of the way they were writing to Harry, that they were at this Order of the Phoenix already area. Yeah, that might make sense. Because then the Weasley parents were also given a task to like, what did Dumbledore say to Mrs. Weasley? And then Charlie too, right? I don't know. So I was like, maybe the parents are involved with something else. So the kids should be somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. But That would definitely make sense. Do you think, so Ron and Hermione, they're kind of, restricted on communicating but why doesn't like dumbledore come to you know little whinging Mm. and communicate some of this stuff to harry like why does harry why is harry so in the dark here that doesn't make sense to me yet feels weird but uh, maybe it's like less knowledge the better for you like Mm. no one yeah but again it's just other people like deciding for harry i'm like just just tell him stuff but that's been every book so far, to be honest. Say, that's the like pattern. that that is the move. <laughs> Keep Harry in the dark and thus us in the dark. Poor guy. Um so yeah, I'm like oh, That's man, why he's be- so angry. Yeah, yeah, because he's been in the dark forever. <laughs> he's a mushroom. Um because <laughs> you keep them in the dark. Um, oh. And then <clears> and you don't know about mushroom <laughs> environment. Because um, that comparison is just like, front, yeah, of front of my front of mine. Is he like um, Toad from Mario Kart? <laughs> <laughs> he was the um, best. Ah, man, I, I don't him. know. What, like, but in my mind, again, I trust Dumbledore. So I'm like, there must be a reason. And they're like, they're giving him communication. Dumbledore is running around doing all sorts of different things. I feel like there must be a reason. Maybe that's just the place I'm at where I'm like, trust Dumbledore, trust the Weasleys. They're telling you this stuff. Just sit tight and wait. Because in the past, I feel like, no, I was going to say maybe that's always worked out. But even as I'm saying it, I'm like, if he had listened to every piece of advice that like the Weasleys or Dumbledore had told him, would it have worked out? Hmm. I feel like no he has to embrace his rebellious side and just listen to his heart. (laughs) And he's done that a few times where I think it's paid off, but I can't remember at the moment. And maybe this is again, why Harry is like ticked off. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. When it's calling for you. Yeah. What is that from? It's like the techno song or whatever. What what was it? There's nothing else you can do. (laughs) I don't know where you're going. He's missing the whole song right now. I don't know. It's just like a popular. uh, um, (laughs) I thought it was Disney because he always references Yeah, we're not going to that. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) But in high school, we had a little dance crew. And uh, we did a right. we did a dance that. to yeah, that yeah. song one time. Yeah. Dance crew, oh my yeah. Goodness. Was, Not your kind of dancing. Of that's actually no, I was good. The judge. 
You're um, a jet. We did like a, a America's Got Talent kind of thing or like American Idol. Yeah. Or talent show. Oh, my exactly. God. And um, I was the Simon Cowell judge. So <laughs> it was hilarious. Super, super harsh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But what you're saying, Danny, makes sense because um, or uh, like here is Harry's anger truly justified here because no information is getting told him and he really is the center of attention here. He was yes. a person in the graveyard. So like, is his anger truly justified here? I mean, anger, maybe is it ever justified? I don't know. Um, but how he communicates to people, it's like, I was there. I like saw all this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So like, why aren't you keeping me informed of this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore is after him. Right. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So. And maybe I just keep expecting there to be an answer at the end of this, like where he finally talks to Dumbledore and Dumbledore explains why. And that better be a pretty good reason. Mm. And in my head right now, it is a good enough reason. But I'm going to be pretty annoyed if it isn't. Like just because why keep him in the dark? Yeah. Every time they keep him in the dark. So why now? Um, it feels like he still thinks of himself as a kid. And even with the whole, um, well, we'll get to that in the next chapter, but like, you know, using magic when he's not supposed to underage, blah, blah, blah. Like, I do feel bad for him. He's just getting like tossed around and no one seems to really respect his own opinion. Um, So it just, it just feels odd, the whole thing. Mm. Because, I mean, we we talked about this line before, but um, uh, Harry watched the dark figures crossing the grass and wondered who they had been beating up tonight. Uh, look around. Uh, looking around, Harry found himself thinking as he watched them. Come on, look around. I'm sitting all here alone. Come and have a go. His anger is just manifesting in like almost near violent ways where he just wants to beat up someone or like wants his, he's instigating, he's goading people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, which is just, I don't know, it's interesting because I've definitely done that before. Hmm. So he threw away their chocolate. I know. Birthday presents. That just felt so like, you know what? In the moment you just got to do something. Is that like like a satisfying thing? I guess you're right. I'm throwing this away. So it's like so petty, but it It is so petty, but in the moment you got to just do it. It's something to do and (laughs) you can't break anything else. You might as well throw away chocolate. (laughs) It's like meaningless to the people that gave it to you. Yeah. Right. 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 Still lets you get out some anger. Symbolic. Yeah. Um, Harry mentions this line. Because in the meantime, he had nothing to look forward to but another restless, disturbed night. Because even when he escaped the nightmares about Cedric, he had uh, he had unsettling dreams about long, dark corridors, all finishing in dead ends and unlocked doors, which he supposed had something to do with the trap feeling he had when he was awake. Do you think Harry's right? Do you think this has something to do with the trap feeling? Do you think he's actually dreaming about a place? Or is this just a metaphor for, like, he's in the maze of you know, the goblet of fire and it's like a different kind of maze. I think it's a real place. So is Harry constantly having visions then? I think what is this real place? Whatever Trelawney has this divination thing. I think Harry has more of that than he realizes. Mm -hmm. And when the whole thing with Voldemort, we still don't fully understand when he was like one years old, but I feel like Voldemort knows a little bit about the future, just like Dumbledore does. And I feel like this might be a Harry thing. Um, so far, he's been pretty spot on. Mm. Even when we were like kind of half joking about that time with Ron where he was making up his homework for divination yeah. and just like throwing it out there. But you're like, 
Yeah, but he did kind of drown. He kind of drowned Maybe twice. Maybe twice, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it, it kind of, and I think there were still a few things that were in there. Like he talked about like dying or something maybe. Mm. And I'm like, well, it didn't all really happen. But um, he did have that vision when he fell asleep. Yeah. He did have that dream, even though that was present time with Voldemort and Wormtail and Frank and Nagini. So Harry's got the gift, uh, but to see a vision of the future, long corridors. I kind of think so, but it just feels a little weird. Mm. It could be a metaphor. Yeah. What do you think, Jen? Do you think this is actually a place? I (laughs) I missed the beginning. I'm sorry. It's the, when he's dreaming. So it says he's dreaming of, um, long dark court, dark corridors, dark corridors, (laughs) all finishing in dead ends and locked doors, which he supposed had something to do with the trap feeling he had when he was awake. So, hmm. is this a real place? Or where do you even do you think this is? Do you think this is somewhere in Hogwarts? I feel like he gets thing uh, visions from Voldemort, though. Like, Voldemort's hmm. life. So, I wonder if he's, like, seeing areas that Voldemort are. Hmm. Is that potentially? So, do you think... Okay, so, that's a really interesting point that you mentioned. Do you, so, Harry gets visions of Voldemort, right? We saw that in the last book, mm-hmm. of like his life. Do you think Voldemort is getting visions of Harry? Do you think that this is a connection or this is mm. a one-way tunnel? I would like to think it's a one-way tunnel that <laughs> Harry gets in- <laughs> intel. But I feel like it maybe goes both ways. I But maybe not because... I tend to agree with you. But maybe not. Well, only because wouldn't... Wouldn't Voldemort have known about the Goblet of Fire, like that Harry? Hmm, I guess no. They put his name in the Goblet. Hmm. And he wasn't like fully formed. He was a demon baby at that point, so uh, maybe he didn't have the connection quite yet. Yeah, That's not true. a strong enough connection. <laughs> yeah, I think it's both. It goes both ways, and some because why are they protecting Harry so much too? Yeah, maybe. And why? Oh. Why do they have this connection? We'll find out, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to, I mean, hmm. I think it has to do with the the instance as a baby when he tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they have some kind of connection because their wands are from the same phoenix. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that they're somehow related? I don't know. I don't think so, but... Maybe Voldemort's family is the Potters and he went to go <laughs> kill them so he could be the only standing one. <laughs> it's interesting. That's a great response to that. I just can't quite find my... <laughs> I can't quite find a way that that could work. But I think it could. McGonagall's Harry's grandma. <laughs> no, let's just go back to that. She still so could be. She roles. still could be Voldemort's mom. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! But I'm just trying to think of the Petunia thing because she gets that letter like, "Remember my last." So I'm like, maybe that's from Voldemort. Right. Well, that was my initial instinct, but then oh, I, you said that. I. That still feels weird. Like, could Voldemort be? Petunia and Lily's father. Yeah, maybe. But that whole connection Ooh, thing just still feels their weird. Father. Well, age-wise, that's Who's the only thing that would make him? sense. 
Ew. You were the one who said he was hot. So uh, this is true. Jen, <laughs> 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 last movie, you, Voldemort was kind of good looking. Good looking. And this is coming from a Hermione. So, you know, like, let alone those who lean evil. Um, Wait, what? Because you guys are Hermione's, you know. Oh. Um, <laughs> But like, well, think Our of all the evil people out there in the yeah. world. And think about hair, Mrs. <laughs> Malfoy, you know? Yeah. The the uh, that woman who was going to Azkaban, like yelling in the trial. <laughs> These are people who'd be totally down with some Voldemort. <laughs> one on one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh boy. Um. Anyways, I'm just trying to think of how there could be a connection <laughs> that goes deeper with Voldemort and the Potters, but I. There's not enough to come up with anything substantial. I know there has to be something. But there something is a connection, like was, like, and that's why I think it's two way. Why was he going to kill them? Is like what I want to know. Yeah, we still don't really yeah, know the no. answer to that. We still don't even know if Lily is an, a wizard or a muggle. No, um, I know she's a witch. Oh, you don't, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> I'll catch up eventually. Maybe. Um, and so I'm gonna eat those words. You know what? I'm also. I think I'm just projecting <laughs> other movies, and it's usually a two way thing. Because this was a Star Wars thing in yeah. the most recent three mm-hmm. Star Wars movies. Um, in one of them, I forget which one, it's the Kylo Ren and Rey thing. They can both see each other and they're like, we got to find each other based on the visions we're getting from each other's perspective. And it just gives me that vibe here of like, this is a two-way street. Um, Voldemort is seeing that. And maybe that's why he had to stay at Privet Drive because yeah, they had to like find a way of securing the Phoenix uh, Order of the Phoenix location because they don't want Voldemort getting a vision of where that is. Right. And so, that's why Dumbledore didn't tell anything. Like, he isn't sharing any information, maybe. That's why he's in the dark, because he can't know things, because Voldemort will then huh. know what's going on. Yeah, maybe, because we don't know what the window is they were looking for, too. They're like, in 15 minutes exactly, maybe someone was keeping an eye on Voldemort. Well, that seems a little extreme now, <laughs> but like, what if they just they can't let Voldemort be asleep when it happens. Cause he'd get one of those visions of with Harry, he'd dream. They're like, he's awake. Move, move, move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also and then by the like time so they many get people there. coming to get Harry, that's what I thought was interesting. Mm. Too. That was so like, weird. Instead of just one, like it could have been Tonks or Mad-Eye Moody, but it was like yeah. three or Three? Oh, it was more than that. It was enough yeah. that they were like surrounded and there was a backup crew. Like they expected to be attacked. I mean, some of this, we'll get to that. Some of the so stuff Moody was saying, he, he was like, I mean, he's seven, like, if some of us die, I was like, what? But he was like, if you, if we die, keep riding West, there's going to be people who are reinforcements who will come get you. Hmm. It's insane. Um, yeah. We'll get to Very that in a bit. Intense, yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else in this chapter, in the first chapter? I still can't figure out if Dudley is actually like fit now. <laughs> Like he's big, like, I'm like, is he like overweight still? Or is he like a boxer? Like he's getting fit and shredded. I mean, he sucker Um, punched Terry. That was so annoying. Yeah, that was not cool. Big D. Yeah, didn't he take the last year to diet? Didn't it? But it's just hard to actually picture him this way now. Like he just, he feels so. Going from a whale. Yeah, from from the size of an orca or whatever they said. Now uh, he's fit. He's a baby whale, a young whale or something like that. Um. Yeah, so that whole dynamic and then the bullying and whatever, I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Um, he's kind of fit now. He's like, uh, I, mean, I guess because boxing just gets you in shape. So he's, I think he's still massive, 
But I feel like he's gone from like being baby weight to being like, you know, like adult Solid. overweight. Mm. Like from baby whale well yeah. to yeah. whale. Yeah. 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 Like it used to be like jiggly, a baby whale well is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby fat. Now he's got like muscle attached to some of that fat. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It's somewhere deep in there. He's just a big boy. <laughs> How are we going to see this in the movie? Every time I picture, because they cut out like the intro. Mm. Usually. And I'm like, oh, this would be fun to see visually mm. the Dementors and Dudley. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. And their reaction. Don't get your hopes up, though. I know. <laughs> Danny, yeah, every the beginning of every book. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see this in the movie. No. No. Yeah. In the movie, all these chapters are just going to be gone. It's going to start in the order of the Phoenix place, blah, blah, blah. Um, I will say they did a different screenwriter for this movie. And, um, much more beloved than the previous. Oh, awesome. So, um, why do they keep changing them? I don't know. They change directors all the time. I I don't know. I feel like you would keep it consistent. Like star Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is interesting. Um, yeah. Well, the only while till we get there though, (laughs) I know we're going to be here for months. Um, I also just erase it. (laughs) Soak it up. Come on. So good. Um, (laughs) I thought it was weird that the Dementor, when um, Harry was like kind of wrestling with the Dementor a little bit, the Dementor said, I've never died. Um, bow to death, Harry. It might even be painless. I would not know. I have never died. So I'm still like forming my opinion of what a Dementor even is. But I was starting to have that thought of Dementors did die and they almost are like zombies or like brought back from the dead. That was what so, Voldemort said. What? To Harry. Mm-hmm. That line? That line is from Voldemort? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Jim Dale did a Voldemort voice. So no, no, no. no. I, I remembered that too. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's what line, I mean. Yeah. Like, um, Give her some credit. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to take <laughs> away the credit, but like that adds the clarity. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Um, so Voldemort is saying, I have never died. It was very clear at the end of the mm. Goblet of Fire. He said that as like a proud moment. Yeah, so this talking. is in Harry's know. head, I but a, from Voldemort, it. not a Dementor thing. Yeah, yeah, but maybe well, the dimension gotcha. Because I thought of the first. Spaces. What book was that? I don't know. They're all blended when they're on the train <laughs> and the Dementor comes. Uh, two? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. Three. Oh, that Astro was three. Man. Wow. Pretty I was going to say book one. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Can you imagine Harry literally has never <laughs> seen any in. magic happen? And then he goes, oh, boy. See, my timeline does not work. <laughs> um, and how I distracted myself. I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, the, the first Dementor. Like, yeah. We heard the woman screaming. Right. And that was, we're saying Lily probably. So this is again, like just a hairy moment in his own head of like his own memories and fears. And yeah. yeah, Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Cause they do. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're thinking it was a dementor saying they never die. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I viewed these words as coming from the the dementor itself. Hmm. Interesting. Like talking to Harry because I'm still trying to form an opinion about the dementors. What page is that? Uh, 18. Dementors are slightly anomalous. Like they're a strange group of being. Um, there's not like clear, there is kind of clear canon on where they came from, but like not how they came to being. Hmm. So you guys want a little backstory on Dementors? Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. Jen's gonna laugh at me because I'm gonna nerd out for a second on Dementors. But um, there was a dark wizard, I think in like the 15th century. And uh, he would play, I think, games with muggles. You remember the short story, The Most Dangerous Game? Uh, yeah. Where, like someone would have people come to his island and he would hunt them. 
because he got sick of hunting animals, so he would, he, he would play a game with people. Oh, sounds healthy. It was a, I mean, I remember reading it in high school English classroom. Like, that's yeah. crazy. You heard of this book, yeah. Jen? No. Okay. I never heard of it. It's just a short story, I think. Well, it's like a guy either. who gets bored of hunting like animals, so he brings, he has people come to his island, he shipwrecks them, and then they have to like fend for themselves. Goodness and gracious. like It's like the Hunger Games, kind of. Yeah. But more like hunting. So this guy did something like that. He would draw muggles in and he would like terrify them. And it was like, he was a very evil wizard. And they, I think they left this island after he died for a while. And all of a sudden they came back to it and Dementors were there like feeding on like happy memories of these people that were there. So they didn't quite know what to do. I think wizards were like, we don't know where these came from or what happened. And so there was like a lot of debate for whether they should, what they should do with this island or anything like that. And I think it came to the point where they were like, let's just give them a job and, and put our prisoners here because there was Whoa. a big fortress on this island. And so that's where Azkaban be, is. And what? Dementors did not have um, allowance to go anywhere else except for that island until Prisoner of Azkaban when they were given permission to go to Hogwarts. That was the first search. time they were like, I believe that was the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm not positive. I'm not hundred percent positive, but I think that's kind of how it went. And there was all sorts of debate in the ministry of magic for whether they should use them or not. But there was such fear over what they would do if they just let them free and said, you can't guard Azkaban anymore that they just let them guard Azkaban. And that was hmm. their job. Cause if they were like, okay, you can't do this. We were going to hire, you know, wizards to guard this prison. They didn't know what was going to happen, where they were going to go, what they were going to do. And they might terrorize mm -hmm. the world. So there's like a little bit of a anonymity for what these creatures are and where they came from. But that's kind of their, a little bit of their origin story or their backstory. Whoa. Pretty terrifying. Yeah. And a natural alliance with Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have their uh, origin with dark wizards to well, an extent. they are like death eaters. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of. Maybe that's where they got the name from. Yeah. And then why, uh, just as like a general question, why wasn't Harry able to um, cast this Patronus? Because he's angry and pissed. Yeah, because he's <laughs> angry and pissed. I feel like that's very true to life too. Yeah, like how can, it's really hard to think of something like happy when you're like yeah. in that state of mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just want to stay there. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Huh. We have someone in the chat uh, saying this too. This is interesting. There are three classifications of magical being, beast, being, and spirit. The Dementor is a bit of an amalgamation of all three. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. That's interesting. But yeah, Harry can't cast Patronus because he's angry at this moment. And like, I feel like a lot of us relate <laughs> to <laughs> some extent. But uh, I think it's a, actually really beautiful writing. How he's able to conjure it is just by thinking of these, his friends and there's like a deeper form of love behind mm. his anger he's really frustrated as had his friends because for like loving reasons because he wants them in his life because he wants to be known by these people and um he's mad at that so he kind of gets through all that and is able to cast astronomers which is great and the chapter ends and chapter two begins peck a peck of owls what is this what is this chapter about <laughs> Kristen, you have one? Oh boy i wrote a lot hold on oh nice <laughs> Um, I'll just read it. I don't really know what I wrote. I don't remember. Uh, we discover Mrs. Fig is a squib and has been keeping watch over Harry all these years. Harry is expelled from Hogwarts for performing magic. Then it's reversed from Dumbledore fighting his case. Everyone is sending owls to tell Harry to stay in the house. Vernon and Petunia have what? F oh, oh, I kind of went into like my own 
thoughts. Vernon and Petunia have what feels like the very first real conversation with Harry about the wizarding world. Vernon wants to kick Harry out, but something is causing Petunia to keep him there um, because of the howler. Remember my last, Petunia. Remember my last. What a great line. (laughs) Um, We talked about Mrs. Fig being involved in the wizarding world. There's an all timeline right here. What's up, Figgy? That's one of I my was favorite just, lines. Yeah. I, just I wrote that down. It cracked me up. That makes me like uh, Mundungus a little bit more. I mean, he like fluctuates in my mind when he just comes back and goes, "Sup, Figgy?" Yeah. So great. Um, we talked about Mundungus Fletcher too, but what are your general thoughts on Mundungus Fletcher? Why was he put in charge of Harry? <laughs> right? He just seems very self-consumed. Mm. Like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me. I'm going to go. Mm. Bye, Harry. And they were like taking shifts. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. And at the time when I was reading this, I was like, it's kind of funny. He seems likable. He's so chill. I'm like, good. Mrs. Fig is just a little bit like high strung. But then after hearing the way Moody and these other you know people, Lupin and all them are reacting, I'm like, Maybe it was incredibly irresponsible that Mundungus left (laughs) and it could have cost Harry his life. Yep. So then I'm like, all right, well, that makes me really not like him. But we kind of have to see how serious it is before I can make a final judgment. Did Dumbledore place him there? Because that lines up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) He'll bring him in to be the teacher of the He's using the same safety measures that he does on Hogwarts on Harry now. Mm. You know, those are so safe. (laughs) Such a safe place. Um, we get a, uh, some good lines in this. Um, Mrs. Fig goes, I'll take you to the door as they turn into privilege. drive, just in case there are more of them around. Oh my word. What a catastrophe. And you had to fight them off yourself. And Dumbledore said you were, uh, said we were keeping you from doing magic or we were to keep you from doing magic at all costs. Well, it's no good crying over spilled potion, I suppose, but that's the cat. Among, that's a cat's among the pixies now. <laughs> Great line. Um, but why does Dumbledore want to keep Harry from doing magic at all costs? He doesn't trust the ministry at all. Hmm. It makes me feel like the ministry doesn't know where Harry lives so that even a bad person in the ministry, like Lucius Malfoy, um, he might not know where Harry actually lives during the summers, but they have this method. The ministry have their own ways of detecting underage magic. They'll know already. You mark my words. So like they know that the ministry has this giant monitoring system of magic in place. Um, so maybe it's because it would give away Harry's position. Mm. But it seems weird that they wouldn't already know where he is. Like a giant marauder's map of some kind to show where all the wizards are in the world. But Something about him using magic, I think, gives away his position to Voldemort. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or the ministry, or both. Do their wands talk to each other? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't even know what that means, but... But maybe. Dumbledore's like, or not Dumbledore, Voldemort's like reading, he's like passing spells out that like can track Harry through the wands. That'd be pretty crazy. It's like a walkie-talkie system, but like unintentional. Hmm. Um, in this moment, it's probably, so Harry gets expelled and his stomach just drops out of his body. Have you guys had a moment in your life when something, not like you haven't gotten expelled, but 
where something has happened. Maybe of the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Since we're Hermione's. Um, Have you guys had something happen where your stomach like literally drops out of your body and you're like, oh. I do have a funny story, but let's hear tell it. it. Tell it. I don't know if I should say it. Come on. I mean, it's it, whatever. I won't go into specifics. I sent a text that I thought was only meant for my siblings years ago, and my parents were in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then your stomach drops. Yep. I found my mom's phone and was able to delete that one. And I was looking outside and my dad was outside and I just saw him pull his phone out of his back pocket, read the text, shake his head. And I left, (laughs) (laughs) left the house. (laughs) I was like, well, bye guys. I'm out. I don't know how long I was going for, but (laughs) (laughs) she's never been back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, my stomach dropped. The fact that you got to look out the window oh, and I witnessed watch the whole it. Thing. Oh, yep. goodness. I was like, well, I'm dead. And I'm picturing your stealth maneuvers getting to your mom's phone. <laughs> like, like, what the ran heck? around the house trying to find it. Yeah. That is great. Yeah, got 50%. And then I'm not so lucky with the oh, other 50. <laughs> great attempt. Um, I think because of the expelled part, it reminded me of a school moment where this happened. Um, John was there. So. We were going on a field trip. I think it was eighth grade. We were going to the city and we were going to tour um, CNN building mm-hmm. or something. And we were going to like go in all the studios where they film things, blah, blah, blah. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Oof. I was older, old enough to know better. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I thought we could oh wear jeans to the field trip. So I... Uh, I go to put my jeans on and I had uh, a knife because I had gone hiking or something and I swap it into my dress pants that I would wear to school. Just kind of like I would have pairs of pants laying on the chair at the end of my bed, blah, blah, blah. Find out can't wear jeans. So my mom says, no, no, no. Other pants, blah, blah, blah. I swap. We get to school. We get going. All of a sudden we finally get to Mm. the CNN building and I feel like we're about to go through metal detectors and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I have this knife in my pocket. Shoot. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I turned to my friend Jimmy and I'm like, you've got a backpack, put it in one of those lockers. Let me like put this in there. It's going to be fine. Cause the backpacks in the lockers, it doesn't go through. Um, and then he's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Um, I don't want to get in trouble. He said, we're in the gift shop. Just go put it, hide it in the gift shop and get it later. I'm like, great idea. So I go into the gift shop and I hide this knife between two random t-shirts in the gift shop. And then uh, we go on this tour of this whole facility. And there's just this moment where we're like going through the tour and I'm high strung the whole time. I'm like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And all just because I didn't want to lose this knife. I could have thrown it in the trash or something. But I was like, no, I want to save this thing. It's awesome. Um, And then there was a moment, this big, long hallway. I see these gigantic security guards coming down the hallway, walking, walking, walking. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. And then they go and talk to my teacher. Um, And then they they talk to her for a few minutes, a while. And I'm like, I know this is about me. Um, But then they walk away. I'm like, maybe I'm in the clear. So we get back to the gift shop and I go over to where I hid this thing. And I like get close and I turn to make sure nobody's looking and my teacher is right there staring at me and I'm like abort mission abort mission so I just turn and leave and then uh, I was like oh well I lost it some random person's gonna find it there in the gift shop later so be it Um, but then 
the rest of the field trip, my teacher was being super suspicious. Museum of Natural History, blah, blah, blah. She was keeping an eye on me. <laughs> Couldn't go to the bathroom by myself, whatever. And I knew that our jigs up. So we get in the bus on the way back and we go through this whole thing, get back. The principal talks to me, pulls me in the office and says, did you leave something in the gift shop? I was like, oh my goodness. So I confessed the whole thing. Um, and I was like, it was so dumb. I have no idea why. In school suspension, two days. Um, and at the time, it was it it was definitely a punishment. But by the end of those two days, I was in this in school suspension with just me and the principal for however many days. I think it was two. Um, and we became actual friends. He could tell that I had no <laughs> ill intent. Um, so by the end of it, we were boys. Um, he had only been the principal for like a year or two, so he was kind of fresh. He came from the inner city. I think the idea of a knife at school freaked him out. Yeah, rightfully so. Um, and so then by the end of it, he's like, oh, okay, there was nothing crazy about this. Um, and then he asked me to mow his lawn and I mowed his lawn for the next four years of high school. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so cool. So anyways, I feel like this was like a parallel Harry story. In that moment. <laughs> yeah. Like if we were reading about this in the book, you would be like, why didn't Harry just go to the teacher and say, here, this was in my right pocket. Thing. You know, why is he being an idiot? And I'm probably the same age as him too. Um, very fair. Um, yeah, you have to be more mature about everything. Yeah. But he's the chosen one. I'm not the chosen How one. How do you know? That doesn't make your maturity. He's just the chosen I one. I guess. I just expect a lot out of Maybe Harry. you are you know? a chosen one. I'm the chosen one. Nice. A chosen one. A, a the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, someone's asking, do you still have the knife? Uh, I do, yeah. No way. Yep. How so did you cool. get it back? Uh, the principal gave it back to me. Um, my parents had to come in for that whole bit. Um, but yeah, punish at home too. Um, I did, (laughs) but they also, I forget what that punishment was. It wasn't nearly as shameful as missing school for, I think one day I wasn't even allowed in school until they arrived at the punishment of in school suspension. Maybe it's all a blur. It was so long ago now, but it was something along those lines. I don't know why suspension is like you don't come to school. That right. is like a gift, right? <laughs> it is yeah. kind of right. Yeah. I. But in school suspension, <laughs> it was like a really long detention, just sitting yeah. in one person's <laughs> office like the whole day long for two days. That was rough. It is wild too. Like, uh, why can't they? I mean, I feel like when you're a teacher, you know good students from bad, and you know good intentions from bad students. I'm like. Danny wouldn't like have had ill intent with a knife. Like <laughs> that's the most ridiculous, ludicrous thing I've ever heard. So I'm like, just, you know, like hear his story and be like, Oh, that's like an honest mistake. Like I got, there's two things or one thing I'm going to, I have a story. I have a, I got punished from one thing that was like the stupidest thing ever. Well, I got like punished for a lot of stupid things, but when I was in, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this cause you were in my class. I think you might probably remember this. I'm thinking of a few stories. I'm just not sure which one it's going to be. And, uh, I think it was second grade. <laughs> oh, this is um, a me and Danny were like, were like, we were like block builders. We were like architects back then. And we built Ooh, like all this like yeah. cool stuff, intricate stuff. We were great. <laughs> and, uh, our teacher was like very, um, intense. So one time I have a few, a few different ones from nuts, insane teachers. Um, but I would get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day. And I just didn't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that much. And I was, I like, didn't want to tell my mom. I'm like, but I just kept getting them. And so I ate everything else except for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And what I would do is I would usually just throw out the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And apparently that was a big taboo. So I remember one time going to the garbage can, having the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just throwing it out in the garbage can, like not thinking that much of it. And then freaking Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca. (laughs) 
she goes and tells our teacher that I threw away a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And my she walks, the teacher walks over to me and she's like, did you throw away your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And in the moment, I'm like, didn't think it was a big deal, but I'm like, no, I didn't. And I stuck to my guns of not saying that I threw away the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So <laughs> I got picked up from school from my mom. My teacher goes over to the car and explains the whole situation oh when I'm like God. sitting there talking to someone else, like one of my friends. She's explaining this whole situation to my mom. And then uh, um, like nothing happens. And my, I just like go home and we're like fine. And I'm like, my stomach is in knots. I'm like dreading something. And then all of a sudden I get a call from someone at, at uh, my house and I'm like, this is my, my life is over. I like, I'm not going to be able to live anymore. I'm like, Harry, I'm like, okay, I got to run away. And it was the teacher oh again and she called God. my dad. Are you serious? And because the what bigger the issue with my parents was that I just lied about it. Like, why don't you tell the truth? Why don't you just tell us you didn't like the story? So I remember my dad came and he like made me, he like sat me down in the bed. He's like, look me in the eye. He's like, did you throw away the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I remember breaking down and crying oh. and weeping. Oh. And I had to call the teacher and tell her I threw away the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it was like, why is this a big deal at oh, all? But right. I remember my I stomach. Because of Rebecca. Moment. Yeah, I know. Oh, and Rebecca. Goodness. Are you kidding me? She became one of my better friends in high school. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forgive her for that. It was awful. And then I have Ooh. another story where I was, I had a, I forgot there was a test or a quiz, a vocab quiz. Ooh. And, um, I came into school and I realized it's vocab quizzes now. And my mom didn't, like I didn't tell my mom um, that I had the vocab quiz. So that week um, she's like, okay, let's study for your vocab quiz together. So I studied my vocab quiz with her after I had already failed the quiz. Oh no. So that Friday uh, we got our Friday folders back and she sees I failed the quiz and she's like, Jonathan, this doesn't make any sense. You nailed all your vocab words with me at home. And she goes to the teacher that the, no. ne the next Monday has a whole, <laughs> has a whole conversation with the teacher about how I knew the vocab words. Can I just get a retake on the quiz? And <laughs> I remember looking at that conversation and I was like <laughs> in <laughs> agony. I was like, I am going to get demolished at home oh, for this. Goodness. Turns out my mom never mentioned um, when we studied, my teacher had never mentioned oh when the quiz my goodness. was. Oh my I got to retake the quiz. I aced it. My it's mom still doesn't know to this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. So mom, well. to this. I'm sorry. The confession. Oh, that was great. my, uh, those are my moments when my stomach dropped out of my oh. body. I had so many moments of that when you said vocab <laughs> quiz, but I was that kid that I went in literally hmm. five minutes, studied all 20 vocab words and I'd get a hundred. Oh my yeah. goodness. Sorry. You would remember. You smart yeah. person. You. I hate that. I can stand people like you. <laughs> <school>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. You must have something, Jen. Oh, I have a ton, but. Ooh, nice. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're all too close to home. Hmm. There's something about those heart dropping moments. It reminds me of when we were going around talking about like running late, how, whenever that was oh, a couple books ago, yeah. like just those moments where you're like, mm -hmm. your heart oh. drops. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like same well, vibe, but it's just like punishment vibes too long in the morning mm, yeah. and I'm the opener and yeah. I'm supposed to be opening the whole oh. department and I slept like 45 minutes into the time that I should have been leaving. I remember waking, I'm supposed to be at work at 630 in the morning. 
I woke up at 6.15. It takes me a half an hour to get to (laughs) work. So that would be one of them where I wake up. No, it's not really this time. It's this time. What do I do? And I was like (laughs) rushing to get changed. Got ready in 10 minutes to leave. I'm texting my boss. I'm so late. I'm so sorry. I'll like, I, yeah. Traffic. Traffic is so bad right now. (laughs) I didn't even do that. I slept through all my alarms. I'll get it done. But that was the fastest I've done, like opening up the department. <laughs> so quick. That's so. But funny. that's the worst too, because it's the morning. Yeah. So it's like you're not really awake. You start off the day so bad, and yeah. you're like, "What's going on? This can't be real." Like all these right. things. You're like, "No." <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, not fun. So at all. now we all kind of know what Harry's feeling in this moment. Mm. <laughs> He's like, "I'm expelled." His whole life lasted before his eyes a little bit, which sucks. Mm. Um, and then we got this interesting line. How many times do I have to tell you, said Harry, temper flailing and voice both rising? It wasn't me. It was a couple of dementors. A couple of, what's this cod's wallop? Dementors, said Harry slowly and clearly. Two of them. And what the ruddy hell are dementors? They guard the wizard prison, Azkaban, said Petunia. <laughs> Two seconds of ringing silence followed these words before Petunia clapped her hand over her mouth as though she had let slip a disgusting swear word. Uncle Vernon was Googling at her. Harry's brain uh, reeled. Mrs. Fig was one thing, but Aunt Petunia? How does Petunia know about this? Is it just because she's her sister is magical, or is there another reason that she knows about Dementors? I feel like her family were all wizard and witches and she wanted out mm. or she's a squib like we mentioned before. We had discussions about this yeah. in the past because mm. it came so easily, but it's like she doesn't want to be a part of the world. So she just in denial. Is it like possible pretends. she's not a squib though? I thought that too. But mm. she, how do you not use any magic? I don't know. Well, the two options are, are Lily's Muggleborn or she's a squib, right? I don't know. He's saying there's a third option. Well, I'm saying the third option is <laughs> that the whole family is a family of wizards. And that would Lil- make her a squib, though. No, no, that she is also a wizard, oh. but just doesn't use her powers. Which? Which, yeah. Um, I don't think she is, but it's at least an option I'm mulling over. Um, Do you think that a wizard can repress their powers? Mm -hmm. Like a wizard cannot act like a wizard. Yeah. I don't know, but with emotions, I thought it comes out. Yeah. Like you can't control all your emotions. Yeah, but if anyone could, I feel like Petunia... It would be well, she's, she's blown up on some people, <laughs> but she does repress a lot. Like even in this moment, this is like the first time we've seen her let it slip that like she knows stuff about the wizarding world. So she's good at holding in her emotions. Um, maybe I'm picturing a matrix uh, red pill, blue pill moment, you know, like you finish up Hogwarts and they're like, take the blue pill. We'll do a little memory charm. You'll forget <laughs> any of this ever happened. Boom. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking back to, the sister days, her and Lily. And when did she start to resent all the wizarding stuff? And like when Lily and James were dating or getting married, like was she around? Was she the maid of honor? Do they even do that in England? Um, Mm -hmm. 
did she date Sirius at the same time? Did they all <laughs> hang out together? <laughs> I, she was like, the, but it, that's the part of the dynamic I just don't understand. Like talking about wizarding things with muggles. Mm. It feels like Harry's going over the line with this. But the fact that Petunia already knows, I'm like, what can you do? Like, is it only squibs you're allowed to talk about this with? And Mrs. Fig, what's her story? Is she a squib? Muggle? I don't know. Um, she said she's a squib. She did say that, right? So her family, who is it? I don't know. Um, so maybe that's why this would confirm Petunia is a squib. That's why they were allowed to talk about wizarding things. But Uncle Vern now and Dudley are really learning about wizarding stuff. Is that allowed? They're going to have to memory charm these guys? Well, it seems like Vernon doesn't know at all that she knew anything about magic. Right. Petunia, right? This seems like a surprise to all of them. Like Petunia just let it slip. Like she, but like, like, like you said, Kristen, this is like the most genuine conversation we've seen yet. It's actually like being honest. It's not pretty, but it's, it's honest. They're just being like real about what's going on. And Harry's trying to just tell the truth. And it feels kind of healthy. Like it was, it was satisfying in a weird way. Um, like, yeah, just get it all out there. If you're allowed to talk about it, talk about it. Get it out there. Let them know that Harry's a little bit afraid about what's going on in the world. Get it out there that Petunia knows more than we think she does. I don't know. Feels decent. Hmm. But what's so, her deal? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she went to ask about <laughs> No. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> She's related to the Dementors. <laughs> oh man, she got her soul sucked out once. Mm. She's slowly regaining her soul back. She got her wizard soul stuck. Sucked <laughs> yeah, 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 there you and go. Muggle soul still there. Got it replaced with a boring muggle uh, soul. Mm. Um, man, I have so many questions about that. But uh, what do you do? You, uh, do you guys have any more sympathy toward the Dursleys in this in these moments? Like even when um, Vernon tells Harry to leave because he's not going to put his family at danger. Like, yeah, it's terrible because we're getting it from Harry's perspective. But do you guys have any, any more? Do you have, maybe just a question is more or less sympathy toward the Dursleys in this moment. I had more sympathy towards them in this moment. It started to grow. Yeah. I felt like for the first time, Vernon felt like an actual person to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that conversation. So. I can see where he's coming from. It sucks because Harry's still family technically, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess a little bit. Yeah. My one thing too, though, was would the Dementors come into the house if they were inside? <sighs> Could they? I don't know. Dumbledore's <laughs> little relation I feel protection. Like, right. So I'm like, would they not be able to see the house or would they not I mean, be able to enter the oh, house? Oh, like a Fidelius on there? Maybe it's know. a little secret house? Could be. <clears throat> but Harry's getting a lot of advice to not leave the house. And that's why I was like yelling at Harry a little bit. He's like, his mind was racing. He could run for it. And I'm like, no. Arthur just said, don't leave. Um, also, I was examining Arthur's signature and I was just like, wait, how do we know this is really Arthur? Like you could send a letter from anybody and you could just like write the person's name on the bottom. And I'm like, I can't trust anything from owl post because if Mm. it's just writing, anyone could write a letter and send an owl. And how does Harry know that it's from the person? They need a code. They need something. It makes me laugh of like 
our ways of reading because I just trust everything. <laughs> yeah. Very, very trusting. You're like both here. skeptical of every little detail. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Just accept it. Yep. Yeah. I, oh. He's the most. Yeah. You're good um, though too. Well, especially um, now there's uh, a, yeah. there's just so much going on. Even when you see someone face to face, I'm like, these people show up at the door. How they ask Harry a question. Harry needs to turn right yeah, back around and be like, Moody question, you know, well, he uh, has no questions question. to ask Moody, right? He literally doesn't even know Moody. Um, but I, I don't like know that what. was a lame questioning anyway. It was so lame. <laughs> it's yeah. not very thorough because huh. anyone would have known that any Dementor would have seen the Patronus and could have already told Voldemort and Voldemort could have spread it around. Yeah, and anyone that knew his know, dad could have just true. guessed. You're right. It was just <laughs> was like, like a, of all thorough. the questions. That's the one. Mm. Decent, and, just, and just one but, question. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. Checks out. He's good. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, there needed to be some conversation with Lupin in that moment of uh, solidifying this. Their yeah. actual, the, yeah. the real people, especially with apology stuff that just happened. Right? How Harry's not. Com- I mean, he is completely scared. He like doesn't trust Moody initially, but like he sees all these other other people, and he's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Harry, dude, for a year you were taught by someone who's under apology's potion and wasn't mm-hmm. the right person. You should be skeptical of every single person in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think this is Lupin. Think this is someone else. Yeah." That's why Harry's interesting in this book because he has a lot of growing moments and a lot of immature moments. Like in these chapters specifically, like you can see how he's growing and like, okay, yeah, he has anger, but there's some kind of, at least like Danny, you were talking about, you wanted to have some kind of response to the Cedric thing. You wanted to to affect him in some way. Mm. And I feel like it is to some extent here. Yeah. Like this is some kind of, like maybe his anger, his anger still is, it is lack of information for things. But I think a lot of his anger still stems from I don't know if he would be quite as angry as if if uh, he didn't see Cedric die. Yeah, you're and right. All this stuff didn't happen. I think his anger is like perpetuated because of that. So he's showing signs of maturity here, mm. but still there's like, dude, learn from what happened the previous year. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do that a ton. Does not do that that much. Harry asked himself a question after he got the letter from Mr. Weasley. I uh, said, how much power did Dumbledore have to override the Ministry of Magic? And I feel like that's going to be a big question in the book as a whole. Like Dumbledore versus the Ministry. What does that look like? Hmm. He had power in this moment, but it's still so early. Like he had enough power to say, let's not destroy Harry's wand. Let's wait. You know, let's not expel him yet. Let's just in the hearing. We'll determine all of it. So that's great. Dumbledore still has some power. But that's something I'm asking. Like how much power does he have really compared to the Ministry? And does Voldemort have more power over the ministry? Seems like he at least does over Fudge. So, so we're gonna maybe like. So you're saying this book is gonna be a power balance between who can control the ministry, Dumbledore or Voldemort? I think kind of, yeah. Although it, it seems to me like I almost already am viewing the ministry as a Voldemort thing mm. um, because I don't think Fudge gets it. But I'm there's still some hope that Fudge will get it. And it'll click. And maybe that's why Voldemort is chilling right now. Because right now it makes all of the good guys in our mind look a little crazy. Mm. Um, people kind of don't believe them. They're like, he's not back. He's not. And they're like, fudge. We even feel bad for him at the end of the last book. He's like, he can't be. He just can't be back. Mm. Um, because they just refuse to believe it. So maybe Voldemort is just playing the long game, trying to build up his power again. He doesn't want to get defeated for the third time by a kid. <laughs> Would it be the third? I think it might be the fourth. Baby Harry, first book, second book. Oh, you're right. You're right. This is fifth time. This would be the fifth time. The graveyard and now. Rough. Number five. (laughs) 
Harry's 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about um, we talked about a lot of these other questions. Why were there dementors and little whingings? Does Harry have a right to be angry? Um, what do you think oh, of Aunt whinging? Petunia? A little whinging. A little whinging. Might be winging. Winging. I don't know. <laughs> I read it like whinging because like British people say whinge yeah. to like whine or complain. <gasps> but then it's a weird name for a place. Little whinging, little whining. So the Dursleys do their complaining. I like Ooh, it. Ooh, nice. That Yeah. <laughs> um, we even talked about Remember My Last, but do you guys have any other ideas or theories on Remember My Last from everything that we've talked about? Um, no, but you know what is strange? The way Petunia says... I heard that awful boy, assuming she's talking about James, telling her about them years ago, Lily. So I read that as Petunia heard James telling Lily about Dementors. It could be other things, but it, it seems to be. And then later, Uncle Vernon in that same page is like, um, so they actually do exist, the Dementi Wutsies? And Petunia nods. And it just feels weird. She's confirming that they really exist based on something James Potter, the guy she hates, said to her sister years ago. I'm like, is that true? Or does she have some real experience with this? It feels like this might be more than just an overheard story between her sister. And this might be a personal experience. Mm. Um, Cause she doesn't have enough respect for James or Lily. According to like there's not. Yeah. Like for her to just, say that she overheard a conversation and for her to trust that that's true. Mm -hmm. I feel like the level of hatred that she holds toward this whole community, she Hmm. wouldn't trust it or she'd convince herself that it wasn't true. Hmm. So the fact that she said that I'm with you on that. I don't know. Um, So that all just made sense. My mind is kind of going in circles right now. So this horrible boy is James. Maybe that's another one of my questions. That's how I interpreted it. But when I first read that awful boy, I thought she was talking about, Harry, Mm -hmm. but then like telling her about them, I was like telling her like it almost felt like she was remembering her childhood Mm -hmm. and for James and Lily to be, I'm not picturing post Hogwarts. I'm picturing this is like while they're in school or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, we don't know when James and Lily really met. Um, But the fact that she called him a boy, even you said it the other day about like Hogwarts, the difference between a fourth year and a seventh year, that's like boy and man yeah like in a lot of ways um and maybe now that you know i'm 30 looking back at high school i'm like high schoolers are not men (laughs) but like in comparison though it does feel like harry next time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. that's fair that's fair (laughs) but like in history though in a lot of points in history by the time you're 15 like you're a man you better be like doing your own thing by that point um it's only more recently so when she says that awful boy i thought of it as james did you think of it as james I didn't think anything of. <laughs> I just heard it as that awful is. boy. But now that you're mm. saying that, I'm like, I wonder if the Dementors did something to like Harry's parent. I mean, James or Lily's parents. Maybe mm. she was a witness as a kid to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, not sure. Man, terrifying stuff. Um, I don't know why. Why was the Dementor going to kiss Dudley though? I thought that you only kiss things that are like really evil. Mm-mm. 
You could do it whenever you want. Yeah, Dementors, they they just go around trying to kiss people. Like pervs. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, I mean, they're, so, <clears throat> their orders specifically are to um, suck out the soul of, yeah, evil people. That's what the ministry wants them to do. But the ministry, the, I mean, the question that you're raising, I think is a really good one, is does the ministry even have control over Dementors anymore? Or, or if they still do have control, because... I think the one question is, why is there a Dementor in Little Winching? Is this ministry sent out or is this independent of the ministry and the mentors are under mm-hmm. the control of Voldemort now? Mm-hmm. So if it's, I mean, either one is a bad thing. If it's ministry sent out, that's really bad. If it's Voldemort sent out, it's really bad. But if it's ministry sent out and it's trying to kiss people, <laughs> it's trying to make out with people, there, I've uh, that's pretty terrible at the ministry has given these creatures free reign to do that. Mm. It's it has to be under their orders that that's happening. And a muggle at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what mm. I thought was weird. So strange. I thought they would have left Dudley alone, and then both of them would have attacked, try to attack Harry. And so maybe that's why it's weird. Yeah, maybe they're sensing some real wickedness in Dudley. Maybe Dudley is going to be the real villain of this <laughs> whole book. Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> and. I don't know how wizard genetics work, but there is at least a chance that Dudley could be a wizard because in according to the idea that Lily is a wizard, there would be some wizard blood within Lily and Petunia's family. So it could have skipped Petunia and gone to Dudley. That would be crazy. But... Maybe squibs don't carry the wizard gene. I don't know. That's very strange. Eh, but the bloodlines. Because I go back and forth whether Lily was actually a wizard or not. <laughs> but they met at Hogwarts. I thought. I know. I thought that too, but I like I didn't go back and read, so I don't remember like the specifics <laughs> you of did it. it. Isn't it in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I should take the time to go back, but like in your margins. Could there be other reasons. Uh, I don't know because we're just getting so much more information. Like let's say they met at Hogwarts. Sure. But like, we're getting a lot more information about her being a muggle Mm. than we are about her being a wizard. So it feels like like they're like conflicting. Well, Dumbledore or uh, Voldemort said it and I'll wait until we actually get it, get to it here in these chapters, but it comes up again here. I don't remember that. Uh, Maybe, maybe we already passed it and I missed it. Um, But even the fact that James is the one telling Lily about Dementors, why is he telling her? Wouldn't she know it the same as him if they're in the same class or both at school together or something? Yeah, but he's like a, a boy that gets into things and she he gets probably into a trouble. follower. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe he knew about it beforehand. Uh, like he was exploring. While he's like making his maps and yeah, stuff yeah, with for his sure. friends mm. and turning into an animagus. He's trying to impress Lily. With all his knowledge about yeah. Dementors. Maybe it's... He turned into a stag, right? Yeah. That must have been a real <laughs> turn on. For Lily. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so muscular. And those antlers. <laughs> if it was a unicorn, then it'd be like, all right, now we're talking. <laughs> all right, let's go to the uh, chapter three, the advance card. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, 
One more thing I was thinking is, <laughs> isn't it a bit over the line to expel him and break the wand? Breaking the wand feels yeah. not okay. Like so they shouldn't have the power to do that. Yeah, but why? Like he but bought Hagrid the spell at Diagon Alley. He bought that. Or he bought the wand separately. That is like he same. He bought the firebolt. Do they take that away? Do they break that? His invisibility cloak. Is this, is he no longer a wizard? I think there's something in the wizarding world that uh, you do not get your wand unless you're educated. I think that's why, like education is so valued. Like this isn't even weird. Oh, that's thing so too. weird. Voldemort loves education. He just wants pure bloods mm. to be educated, not anybody else. Like his whole thing is to like, he essentially wants to rework Hogwarts. Mm. <laughs> like, it's education reform. This whole book is about education reform. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like at Ilvermorny, students um, when they go to Ilvermorny, the American Wizarding School, they are go- they ha- they get sorted and they go into a new room where they uh, their wands pick them and they their wands stay at the school until they graduate and then they are able to take their wands away. Hogwarts is a little different, um, but that's why they they snapped Hagrid's wand in half. Yeah, but then his umbrella. Yeah, his umbrella. He like had the pieces, so you saw the pieces, but it's not like a fully powerful wand. But yeah, I think it's interesting. It they only let, I mean, which is a smart thing. They only let educated wizards have uh, their wands, I guess. I don't know if that's a smart thing or not. No, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but maybe I just didn't put that all together because Harry was able to buy it as an 11-year-old. Yeah. Like by himself. I don't even yeah. think Hagrid was with him. So if he goes back, they break his wand and he goes back to Diagon Alley, would he be allowed to buy another wand? Or like we had kind of joked, mm-hmm. the Weasleys are doing like hand-me-down wands or whatever. Um, he could get another wand from yeah, a cheap uh, wand mazan and just like <laughs> order one. But it just seems odd. Like what else would he not be able to do? Let's say he got expelled and that was it. He never gets a wand. Could he go move to Africa and do some Wagadoo stuff? Mm. Would he be able to use his firebolt and fly around and be a wizard in all other respects? Mm. Um, could he go to a different school? These are all like things that I'm just like breaking the wand feels weird. It mm. feels extreme for like the rest of your life. Yeah. Like that's it. He got expelled. He broke the rules. So the ministry says you're done. Would he have to run away to another country to get his education? Hmm. Uh, it's strange that Uncle Vernon knew Lord Voldemort's name. Yeah, like, right. Ooh, whoa! And they say it with such doesn't nothing. Even, yeah, yep, doesn't, doesn't phase even phase him. Can you yeah. call it this Lord Voldy thing? Yeah, <laughs> he was making me laugh. <laughs> he was pretty funny too. in this chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he called them like uh, dementoids or something. Uh, loony. He said something. Yeah, yeah. Dementoids. Yeah, he was uh, like, like naming Altoids. everything. You <laughs> <laughs> said the who's this loony as talking about uh, Voldemort? Oh yeah, there is like a. Yeah, an innocence to them that they don't quite understand things, which is like a, actually almost a breath of fresh air because the whole mm-hmm. wizarding world is so fearful of this that he's not because he doesn't care about this. He doesn't know about it. He hates the wizarding world so much. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like the pictures. Chapter three, the advance guard. Summary of this chapter. Oh, I didn't write one. Yeah, me either. Oh, no. <laughs> but this Jet. was basically just the trip yeah. from Did you do one? Privet mm-hmm. Drive. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, over to the Order of the Phoenix, uh, like, office. Yeah. I, I don't know what to yeah. call it yet. We didn't go inside, but I think of it like just yeah. like an office building. We'll call it headquarters. It's headquarters. At the nice. very end of the chapter, headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix is. And we learned so many other characters. Anybody know the, ad- yeah, the address for the Order of the Phoenix? 12... 
Started yeah. with G. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Grimmauld uh, Place. Grimmauld Place. Yeah. Grimald place. yeah London. Is it a real place? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, hold on. It's like, oh. look at me. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would have to add it to our list. Oh, I didn't want to Google that one. Like... But <laughs> yeah, the list is growing. But at least we've got two stops in London. Yeah, except next week I, I should be at Universal Studios <laughs> at Hogwarts. Yeah, that was last week. No, the ninth. The ninth. Yeah, oh, you mean like until. Coming. Oh, okay. I we'll get there, then we'll we would we should have been oh, leaving yes, this you're right, weekend. You're right. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh this place it was the actual filming was in Claremont Square, so we'll have to go there. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, cuz we could go to the place as written in the book, but the movie filming locations yeah, yeah. are pretty epic too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about this. Um yeah, good summary. This is kind of where they meet people. This is where we, we meet my new crush, Tonks. <laughs> I love her. Like Tonks is now. the best. I love Tonks so much. One of my favorites. Um, oh, we just started to get to know her. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, kind of fun. Yeah, she's she's clumsy, but she's... she's yeah, I she's, can relate. <laughs> she's the youngest or at the moment. Just passed her or test. Is the youngest mm. one. Um, and, and she's a morphomagus. Yeah. Is she? Metamorphomagus. 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 Yeah, metamorphomagus. That's nice, so cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. We're going to cool. talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, so this is what we have. Was, this is a line that we get. <laughs> so it went on for three whole days. Harry was alternatively, alternatively filled with restless energy that made him unable to settle anything, during which time he paced the bedroom, furious at the whole lot of them for leaving him to stew in this mess. And with a lethargy so complete that he could lie in his bed for an hour at a time, staring daz- dazedly into space, aching with dread at the thought of the ministry hearing. Man. Um, what is a, what do you think of Harry in, in this moment, in this chapter? Has he grown over these last three chapters? Is he, you said at the beginning, Danny, that he's devolving. He's getting worse and worse. Yeah, it felt like it. Um and it felt like it maybe even here too. Like this, this felt like depression to me. This was like, I don't know. He kind of just reached a, a new low where he, it felt like he wasn't even resisting anymore. Like he was so antsy at the beginning. He was listening for news of Voldemort. This felt like he was just like, I'm just going to stay in my room and whatever. I don't care. And even when um, uncle Vernon said, we're leaving you and you're going to be here alone. Like, don't leave. He's like, whatever. Okay. Like he didn't fight back. He lost his spark. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good way he he like lost his spark. Is so yeah. I feel like uh, they broke him a little bit, and this is where he's just like, I don't know if if we were relating it to grief. I don't know, but it, like it feels like there's a certain level of acceptance. It maybe not with Cedric grief, but with mm. grief of him being out of the loop. Mm. Um, there was a lot of anger about that, and now he's like, fine, I'm out of the loop. So be it. I'll accept this, and this mm. is where I'll I'll sit. What do you guys think of all these people that come to him? What do you think of Tonks? What do you think of, you know, Lupin, Moody, Kingsley Shacklebolt? (laughs) I liked it, but it was hard. Maybe I'm more visual. Like it was a blur. I'm like, I don't know. Who are these people? Hmm. Um, Is Tonks the one with the hair changing? Yeah. Yeah. Tonks is the metamorphic. So that was the only person, but even the name, I didn't really register it. But then the other guy, um, Kingsley. Yeah. Cool name. Um, so I remember him, but they haven't done enough that it, it's hard to like imagine Tonks, them so yeah. far. I had a presence for sure. Yeah. 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 Tonks is a real. Yeah. But her real name was something weird that she hated. Nymphadora. 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 That is a good name. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nymphadora Tonks. I just um, love that she just like could concentrate and like change her look, mm-hmm. yeah. her appearance, oh, her I hair wish. color. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Turn red. Purple's not really my color. Then I went to pink, right? Her yeah, hair. she was looking in the mirror when Harry was like shoving like and then she just like stuff. i know i love that i was like i wish there was something you I know, snap right? your fingers and your room's organized Paco. clean so packed how great would that be like you know they're at the pack great. again you could just wave a wand and everything's packed oh, and i love how she nice. went to detail like i can't really pack folded like my yeah. mom but it's all in there <laughs> <laughs> that's so great how old do you um view her to be <clears throat> mid 20s yeah i feel like that's about right early to mid because she probably is just out of school yeah or well, she went to college or no like did they go to they don't, it doesn't <laughs> seem like college? yeah well she doesn't take all the tests well because to be a study aunt, to what the an aura, an aura. An <clears throat> i picture her like 21 by the end of the chapter but when i when she was first introduced before we knew about her i pictured her older Maybe yeah, I was just 40. picturing her as um, the mom in Sweet Life of Zach and Cody with like the short <laughs> hair for whatever reason. And so I guess I just pictured her as being specific. 30, 35. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I just read something like, that's who this person hair. is. I don't know why. Because um, she had spiky cooler. hair. Yes, sometimes. Um, <laughs> how old is a, oh wait, give me an age. Like how old is Moody in your I head? I think of him as being um, 40 or 50. Yeah, maybe even a little older because he's retired. Oh yeah, he was nice. around during the hearing, so he had to be somewhat oh, old. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So maybe like really late forties, maybe even late fifties, early sixties, or something like mm-hmm. that. How old is Lupin? I oh think of gosh. them as all being younger, just because we kind of know. Yeah, the this is kind of her right is that with the spiky oh, hair. No, this is, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, remind, you're right. Uh, I'll show you. Uh, they have an illustrated version of her. Oh yeah. Um, but we know that Lupin is the same age as James and Lily, so we kind of can guess we that by now they're 35, 30? right? Wouldn't that be 35? Look at this firecracker right here. I can't see that. <laughs> she kind of does. And Harry's like hiding underwear behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. You guys got to get the illustrated, illustrated version if you guys Sick. are uh, watching the live stream. It's the best. Um, that is pretty neat. And I pictured Kingsley as being much older. Hmm. Because um, I think it, I think they said he was old at some point. Yeah. Or like mature. So I forget what they said. Silver hair or something. Who's maybe that's that why. Oh, no. Moody. Moody has long gray hair, which maybe they didn't mention that in the last book. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it said Moody did. And he so I was like, oh, him. weird. Because in the movie, he didn't really. And I didn't picture him quite like that. But now I'm I'm starting to picture him that way. Yeah. The book version of Moody. Good. Yeah. You got to have these pictures of the book versions in your head rather than yeah. movies. Sometimes um, the movies get a little bit wrong. And that's why it's nice to do it this way where um, we're reading before watching, forming our own things. I wanted to go back and watch the movie again because I was like taking notes and missing things. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'll wait till the very end. Once all the books are done, maybe <laughs> then I'll binge all the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go uh, to Hogwarts. But I just don't want them yes. interfering with my mm-hmm. images of things. <laughs> um, do you think that Moody is serious about dying, trying to 
fly Harry to safety. He's serious about it, but like, is this a serious thing? Or is he just overreacting because he's mad eye moody? I kind of think it is a serious thing, yeah. He might be taking it the most seriously. Other people don't seem <clears throat> as worried. But yeah, I got the impression it was actually a, a bit of a life or death thing. Hmm. Wait, is Kingsley the bald black wizard with the gold hoop in his ear? Yeah. Okay, nice. Who's the other yeah, one I that like had him. gray hair? I thought that was silvery hair, not it, moody. Someone there's else. a weird description of Kingsley that like his ear is shown in the moonlight and it was like silvery, I think, or like oh, white. Wait, Some weird one, description. I don't know why it even described it like that, huh. but I remember, so, I think you're kind of so right about that. like an elf. <laughs> On 47, it says Mad-Eye Moody who had long, grizzled gray hair. Hmm, maybe. That could be a little well, bit. Then his eye keeps sticking now since that. <laughs> that was just such a funny thing, too. Like, chicken. they're talking about, like, so weird. getting his water out. But then it works. Like, yeah. it worked for Crouch Jr. That's so weird. I know. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. And then Lupin looked pretty bad. Like, he looked mm. even worse. Than before and More I felt patched bad for and him. shabbier yeah. than ever. I'm like, he doesn't have a job probably because no yeah. one's gonna hire him now. Yeah. It and could the- be his time of the month though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, like- so <laughs> they just caught him on a bad day. <laughs> I just released a short the other day about why was uh, the question was why is Snape so um, grumpy and angry? <laughs> and you guys laugh and you go because uh, he's PMSing. And Danny goes, you never know what might happen in the wizarding world. Because you're like, guys, don't be a nice relief. Snape, maybe. But maybe Lupin. He's on his cycle of the month. Uh, Werewizard, werewolf style. Um, Yeah, maybe maybe he doesn't have a job. Do you think he has anyone to love? Do you think he has like someone at home? He's like. I hope so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Mm. As a professor. Um, Do you think we've. uh, Do you think. Tonks is anyone? Do you think uh, Kingsley has anyone? Has anyone? Hmm. I hope they all have someone. Man, I Moody. Well. Moody is a tough one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know who that. I wonder if they could is there be someone here that we know that we could pair him with. As <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to picture if we would have met their uh, significant others yet. I feel like a Moody Trelawney at school match would be decent. Whoa, that would be interesting. It'd be weird to be like Fig and the neighbor, right? The squid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Mad Eye Moody. She would be funny bossing him around. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Trelawney could be like the surveillance system, though. She'd Mm. be like, I see. I feel like there would be a really hard interesting match. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see that, actually. Didn't we pair with someone else, though? We did. Trelawney? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I feel like we did. Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we? I think I did. <laughs> yeah, that does sound familiar. <laughs> That's a funny one. Oh, goodness. Um, do you actually think that Harry's in dire danger here? Yeah, the Dementors came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone's telling him not to leave the house. Yeah. And they're timing it to fly. Yeah. And then all I could think of is how cold he must have been oh flying. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. Miserable. Oh my. I, no. <laughs> Anything but that, please. Mm. Oh gosh. I'm just thinking of like the coldest day ever. <laughs> Why did they conjure up like a heated yeah. blanket? I know, right? But it's also like 
August. Yeah. Like, can you just like fly a little lower then? You don't have to be up in the stratosphere. Just like chill. But maybe they really don't want to be spotted. Yeah. They're like, let's go through the clouds. Let's keep going up. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, they started descending on the largest string of lights. And Harry just sees it as like a collection of lights. And it's literally London. That, yeah, you're so right. So he must have been so high. Like, like that, flying yeah, at 747 levels. I'm like, how far are they from London? They got, yeah. they, got it, they were able to go up like that yeah. and down. like, And also, it, it was talking about them going west. Yeah. So it, they must have been just doing those loops, like one of them mentioned, like, stop doubling back. It's fine. Nobody's yeah. tracking us. I would, like, really not have anyone find where they're located. Well, I don't know where Privet Drive is. Maybe I was just picturing it somewhere it isn't. But they can get into London pretty easily to take mm-hmm. the train when they go to Hogwarts. So I just didn't think of them as being that far from London, but I guess so. Mm. I like how you borrowed the light outer or whatever it's called. Oh, the put outer, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's only great. one and Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, has right, it. right. <laughs> I like that idea of like there's exclusive things in this universe. Mm. Like oh, there's only a, there's a one-off of this thing. No one else has this. It stinks that invisibility cloaks aren't that because we just saw our third one. Mm. Um, and Mundungus is using it for evil yeah, I know. <laughs> or, or stealing, you know, like yeah, he's got to make money people. somehow. He's like, right. Chilling, doing a night watch, like mm. got to make some kind of money. Of all the things, why is a put outer? Like, like the exclusive <laughs> thing. Yeah. Do you think that there's anything deeper with the put outer? Do you think there's like some kind of, does it just put lights out? Can it like, you know, <laughs> put, put, the, <laughs> put the soul back in you if a Dementor sucked you out or something like that? I hope it has a multi It does seem to hold the lights in. Mm. I wonder mm. if when you had, if they had that when the Dementors were there, know how everything went out. Mm. If they had that, would they be able to turn everything back on? Because like there were no stars or anything. Which that was so weird. I couldn't understand that. Like the when the dementors yeah, you're were right. present, that was strange. Everything went black. They said they couldn't even see. So like, what was that? That was a next level dementor move. We haven't seen them do that yet. Um, it feels uh, lame that they seem. I can't tell what rules are worth following and what rules are worth breaking, and the ministry has rules about apparating, but. I feel like Harry should be taught this already. Um, weren't we learning uh, with the Weasleys when they were like practicing for their uh, test and apparating and maybe Percy was talking about it. It can be learned like driving, you know, like you're not allowed to drive till whatever age, depending on your state, but you could learn in a parking lot with your parents, you know, can they do that with apparition? I feel like Harry should be one of the people they make an exception for when the Dark Lord is looking for him. Yeah, I thought personally. there was a bad thing. What they talked about like if you don't operate correctly, half your body yes. is somewhere. And so I get why they wouldn't want to do it, but this is a perfect example of why he should know. Because then in this moment, they could have done that instead of um, flying up in the sky where someone could spot them. But teach Harry so that in these moments, he can just get around. He can go straight to Dumbledore's office, talk to him about things, straight to... Um, the order of the Phoenix headquarters. I guess it just feels like an odd rule to be like, no, we don't want to break the rules. You know how they have the pensive thing where you put your things. I keep thinking that there should be something where like you have a thought and you want to send it to someone. You just like fling it. Yeah, seriously. That would be really cool. Well, it's kind of like uh, what Dumbledore did with his, like he sent the, was it a moth or a butterfly or something or a bird? 
It was I'm thinking of Gandalf in Lord yeah, of the Rings exactly. where he whispers he to, to the moth, moth and it, he goes to get the eagles. Um, but I, that's what <laughs> I thought scene. of. Such I literally thought of that when Dumbledore did it, when um, they arrive at Crouch and he's like he knocked sends out, out or Crumb is knocked yeah, out. He sends out a phoenix from his wand. A phoenix. Yeah. Okay, yes. It was a bird. It was like a silvery bird. And we later learned that it was a phoenix. Oh, uh, we, oh, we learned it later because maybe when I originally yeah. read it, I thought of it as like a small bird. The Gandalf moment. But again, like if Harry could learn to do these things, he could send his messages. He's waiting for um, Hedwig to send the messages to everyone and come back. And he still didn't get Hedwig back yet. So they just got to teach Harry some inside tricks mm. he still feels so in the dark. So, I mean, apparition is a ministry controlled thing. It's like <sighs> a driver's ed. Mm. Um, so um, I guess it's like you can learn it from anybody like, I knew there were people like you were driving before you had your driver's license. There's a, a few yeah. other people in our grade who were like not driving on the road, but like you knew how to drive, but you couldn't drive anywhere on the road with right. your driver's license. So it's fifth year is when you learn to operate. So we, we might get some okay, operating lessons interior, or something like yeah. that in this. Um, Cause that's when Fred and George learned. That's when Percy learned. It was all in mm. fifth year. So that's when you start to learn. So we'll see if it was, if Harry will actually learn this, but they, they couldn't teach it because it's ministry regulated and the mm. ministry is just incompetent and miserable right now. Mm-hmm. So even if they wanted to teach it to him, they couldn't. Because it's regulated. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Actually, maybe they would be able to teach it, but I think it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, an unauthorized port key. I thought that was also interesting. So the ministry is just, they're controlling everything. Yeah. It's strange. I just, we're learning more and more how much the ministry runs the show. Yeah. Flu network, apparition really license or apparition or whatever. Of yeah. what oh, man. They, um, Dumbledore's like <laughs> thoughts or what am I trying to yeah. say? So we'll see who kind of, who, I mean, you mentioned that this is going to be a book kind of about the ministry. So we'll see if the ministry is going to be, Really good or really bad. Um, we'll see. Uh, maybe you guys are going to hate Fudge more than you hate anybody else in this book. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see. So far. <laughs> um, oh, man, I, <laughs> so many things. But let's go through some of the chapters. Uh, you guys have anything else in this specific chapter? I'm trying to read my small writing in the margins here. <laughs> so you know what the Order of the Phoenix is. Um, yeah, so I was kind of close. Yeah, I know. Right? You were pretty, yeah, you nailed it. I just want to hear it to say that I'm right. You (laughs) were, you you are the best, Jen. How did you do it? (laughs) No, I want it from John, the host, (laughs) not you. Oh, (laughs) 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 and you're wearing your Kingsley Shacklebolt earrings right now, your gold hoops. Ooh, nice. Hmm. Perfect. (laughs) Jen, you're right about everything in this book. Yay. Nailed it. (laughs) Um, I should have been a detective. An aura. Mm. Wow. You'd be a great aura. If that was real. <laughs> mm. um, the metamorph magus. That's going to be a weird one to say. Um, I'm curious the extent to which they can change their appearance and how much effort it takes. Because in theory, if you could change your appearance, can you be an object? Can you be an animal? Is this like an animagus, but even better? Um, sounds like it to me. But. It sounded like I was getting mixed messages about whether you had to be born with it or you have to learn the hard way. 
I'm like, so you don't really have to be born with it if you could learn the hard way. But what's the hard way? You had to be born with it. The hard way is that you uh, transfigure things. Because she says, well, you'll have to learn the hard way, I'm afraid. Um, they're really rare. They're born, not made. Okay, so, so learning so they, the hard so way have, just means transformation. Yeah, transferring not, or animals. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So like that's the McGonagall? hard way. You yeah. can't like yeah. become that is, one. I mean, we I talked to you guys about what it takes to become an animagus. Mm. That's yeah. the hard way. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, you're insanely right. difficult. Um, unless you have a time turner. Yeah, unless you have a time turner. Which is a great theory. Maybe we'll see time turners come back up in this book or some more follies. <laughs> that's so weird we'll though. See. So that's like a type of breed of or bloodline in a mm. wizard and witch yeah like um so i guess there's like meta. subsets of things that wizards can be or do um there's some metamorph may guy if you guys could change one thing being a metamorph may guy what would you do about my appearance <laughs> change your hair color i'd be you able to keep my hair red that'd be great probably going black Black blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Back blonde. <laughs> Soon. So yeah, I would go red. Mm. Hair would be nice. You don't mm. have to do it. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Always be done. Yep. Just in the morning. Trim, like, cut, right? Curled. Change oh, my hair. Remember we did that first Yeah, podcast? right, right. He's yeah, that's your, his hair out. Carly, our listener, was dying laughing at <laughs> yeah. you changing your hair. <laughs> that's what Somebody's she's doing in front of the mirror hair. whenever she changes any, any of her appearance. She's going, <laughs> and your nose like sucks in or something. Mm. I, I feel like it would be useful. Um, Maybe you can make yourself look younger. Yeah, mm. like I literally was thinking you wake up with tired eyes. You're just like, boom, now I have, yeah. I'm awake and looking fresh. Mm. Um, you ever seen Tang- you guys have seen Tangled right yeah Disney. I love Tangled and she's like brushing the hair and Rapunzel singing the song fast and she like touches it and automatically she's like poof yeah. <laughs> like she's yeah. young again yeah <laughs> that's like what it would be instantly yeah. um, also then if you if you had to run you could just make your legs a little bit longer yeah if you had to swim you could just widen your feet give yourself some uh, <laughs> some flippers some flippers so I feel like things like that could be useful yeah it'd be kind of nice can um, you fly what well, I guess. Could you turn your arms into really big, flat things? (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself feathers? I'm picturing just like skin wings of flapping around. But again, we don't know the extent that you can actually change. And could you be like, could you become a thing? Like we've seen people become animals and whatever, but can the metamorphomagus, can they become objects? Mm. Can they go to that extent? Can they shrink themselves down or make themselves huge? Honey, I shrunk the kids. (laughs) Yep. That'd be really handy for certain instances. And like if you could make yourself bigger, could you be the size of a giant, you know? Mm. And that could be useful. At the end of this chapter, it said the narrow handwriting was vaguely familiar. And I'm, I just wrote who wrote it? Question mark. Vaguely familiar. Wait, what was this again? Oh, at the very end, it's the headquarters to the Order of the Phoenix may be found at number 12 Grimald Place, London. So it's like the address. It's like a secret thing, you know. I think it said it would disappear in a little bit. So it's like a mission impossible thing where this message will self-destruct in however many seconds. That's the vibe I got. Um, but it was vaguely familiar and I just couldn't tell how familiar is this. Someone's writing. He doesn't see that often, but he's mm. maybe seen Dumbledore's whatever. Has he ever seen his own father's writing? 
again, I'm just trying to get clues to who started this whole Order of the Phoenix thing. Mm. Um, so I'm curious why it's vaguely familiar. Um, who do you think wrote it? I think he knows Sirius's writing. He would know Ron. He would know Hermione. I think he would even know the Weasleys, Mr. Weasley, at least. He just Dumbledore? got a letter. Maybe. Dumbledore's writing, has he seen it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he probably would have, but that's why I'd be vaguely, vaguely familiar. familiar. Also, a quick correction. They learn apparition in sixth year, not fifth year. Okay. So, thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Nice. Keep John in check. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's why it's so great. I know. We got the worldwide crew. They're from all over the place, and they're like legit fans. They, uh, Our fans are doing, uh, it's 35 kilometers from Surrey to central London, according to a quick Google search. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Good Surrey, that's somewhere. where yeah, Privet Drive is. Yeah. Surrey, okay. Um, 35 minutes doing it by flight. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's do a wrap up. Who is, uh, what's your favorite moment in these chapters and who is your favorite, who wins the house cup? Who's your favorite character? I really liked when he conjured up his Patronus again and then like yeah. sent it like, come on this way over there. And like, yeah. I'm just picturing it hmm. like listening to everything. Harry <laughs> is like asking it to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. a neat visual. He's showing more control over it, at least in this mm-hmm. moment. Like, yeah. yeah. Patronuses haven't seen like that you can control them too much. But in this moment, he's like, go over there. Go. It's like a little dog. I know. I was picturing that. Like, <laughs> very obedient. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good moment. What about you guys? I think for me, it was probably when everyone arrived to get him out of there. It just felt like such a relief. Yeah. I'm like, good answers. Get yeah. us out of here. Because um, I was starting to feel the weight that Harry was feeling, um, the weight from waiting. So yeah, I think that was a cool moment. Um, it was just exciting. And it, the mood changed when uh, Moody starts talking about death and people getting killed. Mm-hmm. But for like those moments of like packing up, getting out of there, that was like a good moment. But I don't know who gets the house cup. I kind of want to give it to Mrs. Fig. I was going to give it to Mrs. Fig. Yeah, let's go. She's being so responsible. I feel like she's been waiting for, well, now, however many years, 15 years. Um, She finally gets her chance to like talk to Harry for real. And she just, she she feels responsible. I trust Mrs. Fig quite a bit more than Mundungus. Um, (laughs) Yes, clearly. And she didn't actually maybe do too much but like she just felt in control i was Mm. like oh man she's she's doing it Mm. and she's been so patient and she could have protected harry in ways that we don't even know yet so yeah for sure she's yeah she's great in this i would give it to tonks (laughs) nice (laughs) i think she's just great in these chapters too like uh, she doesn't have a ton of uh moments in this chapter but even just like she's a a relatable Mm, i I think harry is looking at at her being like Oh, this is going to be like, I could do this in like, you know, 10 years. This is what's going to be me. I'm going to be more <laughs> really unorganized, really messy. His career path. <laughs> Kristen. Is Kristen thinking about mind. other things? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, uh, language that I just used. Mm. Um, I think uh, he sees this and he's like, um, I could, I, you know, I could become this. <laughs> um I, I think it's a relatable, it's not like Lupin. It's not like he's is a teacher. It's not like someone way outside of his age gra- gap that he's met, met. It's more like a Bill or Charlie, you know, like these people that are like just outside of school who yeah. are like doing stuff in the wizarding world. Hmm. I, I just really like her for that. 
Yeah, she felt like, comfortable. Yeah. She's it's just like, yeah. I cool want to say normal, person. even though she's not normal, but she's like just it was a sense of normalcy cool. for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What was your favorite moment though, Kristen? Um I was trying to figure. I did like when Harry switched to save Dudley. Because I felt like that spoke highly of his character. Yeah. Mm. To me, that showed maturity. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I also did like the dynamic between Mrs. Fig and Mendungus. I thought that was like a little bit of comic relief. <laughs> like the sup, Figgy. Yeah. And sup she was like, I hope so Dumbledore good. murders him. <laughs> it was just funny to me. Like she was dead serious. Yeah. But to hmm. me, that was comic relief. Yeah. So I don't know. I Two very different. She is great in these chapters. Places, but. Um, someone said favorite moment in these chapters is imagining Vernon and Petunia's face upon arrival to <laughs> wherever they were going <laughs> yeah. for the, oh, the yeah. London's best lawn competition. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> they go there and they realize it's nothing. That was my doing. Faces. Was that what that Tonks? That was Tonks. I think that was right? Tonks, yeah. 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 That's pretty Very great. clever. That's yep. also another accolade on Tonks. I think that was, that's one of my favorites. I actually, one of my favorites is probably, uh, I love the image where Petunia goes, they guard the wizard prison. Complete silence, and then she just goes, <laughs> yep. like she just said a bad word. I love yes. that so much. And then it just gives like backstory. Like you're like, why does she know this? And yeah. something so small, J.K. Rowling makes like so many things pop on, up in your head of like, why would she know this? Mm-hmm. There's so many theories that can pop out out of just something so simple like that. So I love that. And then I'm giving Tonks the uh, the house cup award for this one. Who's the house cup for you, Jen? Um, probably Tonks too. I liked her a lot. Two B two. Although Mrs. Fig is great, so I know I want you to hear her voice. (laughs) Really, the audiobook the way he did it was so good. (laughs) Anyway, this is the Order of the Phoenix, so we're pretty excited about this. We're gonna gonna just keep going. I'm very very excited about the Order of the Phoenix. But thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. Owls, yeah, that was funny. I, I like he's how he's like hooting about owls. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that he said something effing. Yeah, so I was just like Uncle Bird. That's so owls. great. Or something like that. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs>